Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it's Daniel Smooth, host of Tide to BS. Being a part of Belly Up brings along some cool stuff and partners to join our crazy journey, that's for sure. Like Manscaped, for instance. Finally, a way to delicately clean and trim your fremundas without cutting them. Because that'll hurt like hell. Use the promo code BellyUpFantasy at Manscaped.com for 20% off your next order. That's BellyUpFantasy in all caps at Manscaped.com. It's time to BS. Jack, my boy, are you ready to cause chaos? We are here for the chaos. We are here to cause chaos and world domination of the highest order. Um, I don't know about you, because you're currently flooded out there in California. I wouldn't say currently. No, that was we we got hit with a hurricane. Uh, is what that was. So essentially, got hit with a hurricane. Yes, weather just weathered all over us. I guess <laughs> shit happened. Yeah, a lot, a lot of storms, a lot of rain, an earthquake too. Because you know that's how that's how it works in California. <laughs> So what happened? Dodger Stadium got flooded, sort of. That's what it appeared to look like happened in the parking lot. And then the next day, a bunch of videos and pictures showed up that turned out that showed it was fine. I, I think it was just one of those weird image things because it certainly did look like it was flooded. But at the end of the day, it like was proven that it was very much not flooded. So really? concrete got wet outside the stadium in the giant ass parking lot they have. That's about the only solution that I can think of. Mother Wrestling. Nature's a bitch, though. We, we've yeah, pretty much. We, we've uh, determined it was, this. It was very hot yesterday, and now today it seems like it's going to rain. So, All right, so it's it's El Nino going on, by the way, for those yeah. of you who are into weather bullshit, meteorology. El Nino. They, they, they said in like February or something, or even I think a little bit later than that, that it was going to be here this year and it just won't go away. So really? we're dealing with El Nino for some time. Well, it won't go away until the end of the year. Well, let's be, well, you guys have needed rain for years. Yeah. Uh, this state's in a drought or it's been in a drought. a drought. I don't know. Have been in a drought recently I for some time. Yeah. Or not. Yeah, considering for, the rain that we got at the start of the year, I'm not sure how accurate that is. But uh, eh. we're not here to talk about weather. We're here to talk about football. So yes, we are here. We have made it after seven months of waiting. We have finally made it, my boy. 
The start of the NFL season for 2023 officially begins in six days. And what a delightful time it is. It is Friday, but that's okay. Because football is approaching. We can put in our two weeks, we can put in our six days notice to our wives and girlfriends and families saying that, hey, every Sunday and Monday (laughs) from now, from every weekend and Monday from now on till the end, to the middle of February, my schedule's full. (laughs) (laughs) Priorities in check. Priorities are important. (laughs) Priorities are very much important. You 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 gotta make sure they're lined up. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, different priorities as opposed to what you used to, but hey, life's all about making adjustments after all. True that. It, this is very true, but uh, yeah, so it is time for the annual Time to BS NFL preview special, which we did not do apparently last year to my knowledge, but that's okay, because we're here now. Jack is here, and things are okay. Donut, on the other hand, is being a little shit. So, for that particular reason, so she doesn't interrupt anything, like stop the recording process, which she did once. Uh, She's currently locked in my bedroom. As a little shit, she usually is. But let's go over to how this format is going to go. So we're going to possibly predict the league MVP, uh, the fir- the team who will finish with the first overall pick, which I, I think that's pretty easy to figure out. Um, we're going to rank all four teams in all eight divisions. We're going to pick the 14 playoff teams, seven per conference, and then we're going to pick the two teams that will represent their respective conferences, well, one team per conference, that will meet in Las Vegas, Nevada at Allegiant Stadium for Super Bowl 58 come February. Jack, do you have your predictions? My predictions are ready. Are they I mean I can see you have the Rams helmet in the background. How is may not have something to do with that helmet. What is the what is the optimism meter in uh, Rams County right now? Uh, I would have said it would be a little bit higher, but then Cooper Cup had a setback with his hamstring. So it's not looking too pretty, but you guys are also going to be missing Jamal Adams. Jamal so. and Devin Witherspoon are going to be out for, you know, at minimum like a game or two. I, so. think, I think right now Cooper Cup is kind of the only unclear, but that's obviously like a pretty big deal when you consider when you look at the Rams as a whole and consider where they're at right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's obviously a concern. Uh, the last thing this team needs is like one like, their three pillar players are Stafford cup and Donald. And if one of them goes down, other guys got to step up and this isn't the preseason Rams. They didn't go. Oh, and three, the last game was one of the ugliest games of football I might've seen ever, but <laughs> Um, you know, not obviously that was just like third, fourth string guys playing. Yeah. So maybe a couple second string guys. I don't know. It depends on the position. So we'll see to be determined. We'll we'll see where things stand. I think obviously with their starters and with their regular players and they look a lot better than they looked in the preseason. But, you know, at the end of the day, there's only one way to find out to be determined. Of course, 
giant to be determined. All right, so we start things off with the lovely and probably lowly AFC South division. Uh, Last year, the Jaguars won the division via shocker turn of events when they won their last game of the year against Tennessee to clinch the South for the first time since the Saxonville year in 2017. And they decided to, uh, I guess, pull a gentleman's shutout on the Chargers in the wildcard game, and they gave Kansas City a fair fight in the divisional round. Um, But unfortunately, it did come up short. But Jacksonville is the reigning defending AFC South champions, um, and they are the preliminary favorites going into the season to repeat as division champions. Um, As of right now, I have Tennessee finishing last in that division. Uh, What say you, my friend? Um, I think that the Indianapolis Colts are probably the team that's going to finish last. And I think obviously a lot of that news comes around the discourse surrounding Jonathan Taylor, because we don't, he's probably not going to play week one. He's probably not going to play for this team at all this season. I mean, he, well, he's definitely not going to play week one. I forgot he's on the pup list, so he won't play. Week yeah. One. Um, the, I, the reason why I'm not entirely sleeping on the Tennessee Titans yet is because they have some pieces. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins can still play football. I forgot he's there. He is very much there. It's it's not like I think that's kind of the one thing that people tend to forget about because it was just under the radar, I guess, compared to a couple things this offseason. But yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, didn't they make one other big acquisition as well? Uh, give me two two seconds and I'll find for you. I'm not, I feel like they did something else. They didn't really do a lot. I mean, they, they signed Sean Murphy bunting from, from Tampa. Um, like out of the big acquisitions they made, most of them were in the draft. So they, they drafted Peter Skaronsky with their first round pick. And their left tackle is currently former Eagles first rounder, Andre Dillard. So, uh, this is a team that, like, a couple years ago, they had one of the better offensive lines in football. Yeah. And now it's just it's just gone. Yeah, and with, with the... You, there's a bit of a mystery above that O-line, so we'll see what can happen. Um I think I think what's really gonna do, I think Derrick Henry is gonna have to carry that team for sure. Uh, the, um, you think? <laughs> I don't. I think that's it. Takes a detective to figure that out. Like, no. If Derrick Henry is, I, I think that's honestly like what Tennessee's performance this season is gonna live and die by. Yeah. Is like, can Derrick Henry perform and ball out like we all know he's capable of doing? Yeah. I think they still have Robert Woods. I think. No, he is with uh, Houston now. You're right. You they're Houston. receiving core. Current. Houston, Houston, I think, is a sleeper team. I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but I think they're a sleeper team. The Titans' current starting trio of wide receivers consists of DeAndre Hopkins, former first-round pick Traylon Burks from last year, and Nick Westbrook-Ikine. I forget. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. Okay. So, there's, so at the end of the day, I think there's pieces on the Titans that might – 
prevent them from finishing last in that division. I just think the Colts are so much of a train wreck right now with all the Jonathan Taylor stuff. I don't even know who their starting QB is right now. Anthony uh, Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson. Is, is starting week one, yes. See, that's another thing, too, that kind of makes it a little bit confusing is Anthony Richardson is like there's just a question mark. Obviously, a lot of people are saying he's going to dominate going into this season, and, you know, I would certainly love to be proven wrong. Yeah, let's – yeah, I mean – I say proven wrong. I'm not saying, like, he's not going to – because we just don't know at the end of the day. He's that's not the thing. Like, he, he was Trey Lance when he got – it's like it's the Trey Lance situation. Oh, Trey, Trey Lance, about that. Trey <laughs> Lance going into that draft was so incredibly raw talented. What did he play? Like six games in college total, something like that, and he still got drafted third overall. Now the difference here is that Richardson has played more games, and he has got a stupid of an. He's got a stupid arm. Plus, he's probably more athletically gifted now. The big question mark going with Indianapolis is their rookie head coach, Shane Steichen. I have no idea what he's going to be like as a head coach. No idea. Yeah. Because you said it best. That whole situation in India is just a mess. It is. Like, I really, it just, it's throwing the whole team into such a discourse. It's like. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, I really don't. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Anthony Richardson goes on the ball out. But I'm not going to say I expect it out of him because we just – I mean, maybe you do a little bit because of how high he was drafted. Yeah. He was a third overall pick. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know if it's immediately going to – because, like, if Jonathan Taylor was there and he was committed to staying there, I think maybe things are a little bit more concrete. You can build around that foundation. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't want to be there anymore. And, you know, he's dealing with some of the injury stuff too. It's like – Yeah. He doesn't have a good support system with his owner being a dipshit in Jay Marseille. Absolutely. So, I mean, let's... Indy's weird because you look at them on paper and they're in the same situation as you thought with Tennessee. They have pieces. Their offensive line, unlike Tennessee, is pretty good. Like, they got top, top five center, top five guard, top five right tackle. Like, that's not a bad O-line. No. And then if you look at the defense, it's – I almost forgot DeForest Buckner was still there. I thought he got traded recently. And then they still have Shaq Leonard, Kenny Moore still there, Julian Blackman can ball. And Julian Blackman's good. Julian Blackman is very good. Very, very good. Sneaky good safety. But it's like they have they're, – they're like – they're streaky on paper. Is that a – and they also got Michael Pittman, who's a who's a. I love Michael Pittman. I love that kid. Like that kid, like he stays quiet, but he balls out when he is when he when he's on. Yep. So, I don't know. I mean, part of me says, you know what? I I think Indy's going to be okay, but they, I mean, I don't think they win that division. Not anywhere close. No, I, I I think it's Jacksonville's decision to lose division to lose. I think there's too much like unknowns and uncertainty around those two teams. Yeah. And then obviously the Houston Texans, they built themselves up pretty big. The, the Texans confused me because season. the Texans confused the crap out of me because I thought they they had a really good hire in Domingo Ryans. Yes. As their head coach. That's a good yes. hire. That's a good hire. And they they were going to pick quarterback regardless of what happened. 
and they and got CJ Stroud. They ended up trading up to get like those two he, they, second they, and third overall pick, and then they immediately filled two needs with like probably the best possible decisions they could have made at yeah, the time. Probably. Will Anderson, by the way, went third overall to the Texans. Is what you're thinking of. Did I say Anthony Richardson went third overall? He went fourth. He went fourth. That was close. I couldn't entirely remember until we brought up the Texans. Close enough. We're fine. Yeah. But Um, the Texans Texans are... I think they'll be a little better, but not much. Like, maybe three or four wins better. Would Would that be fair... Would that be fair to say? Maybe. So I'm going to read you the Texans' starting offense. Uh, as currently listed here on OurLads.com. Nico Collins, Robert Woods, who you mentioned earlier, Noah Brown still there, John Mechie III, uh, Laramie Tunsil, Kendrick Green, uh, Jarrett Patterson, by the way, their first round pick, Kenyon Green from last year's uninjured reserve. Shaq Mason, who is a Patriots legend, who they got from Tampa. Titus Howard, who's somehow still there. Uh, Damian Pierce, who came out of effing nowhere as a rookie. Uh, Dalton Schultz is still there. Stroud, who we mentioned before, is the second overall pick. And their defense is not particularly bad looking on paper. Like, it's really not. And having a defensive head coach certainly helps. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. It, it's, it might be doable. It's hard. It's, it's a toss-up. It is a real toss-up. It is a very like, weird toss-up. Like, I, I think I think the Texans are, are second in, the, in that division. Yeah, it's definitely feasible, for sure. But, like, there's just so many, like... I don't know. I like I like this Jaguars roster too. I think it's like with Trevor Lawrence in the system. Yeah, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones. Zay jo- yeah, I mean this team. This team, and like they've already proven too that they can win a playoff game. Yeah, granted, granted, it was against a franchise that's notorious for oh, choking God. the bet, choking the bet, oh, or whatever. In the postseason, we'll get to the Chargers down the road. We will. We will um, get but to them. Still, I mean, I twenty-seven nothing comeback. That's just no bad. Feet, so, like, yeah, the, it, the, I look at the, I look at the Jaguars. I say, okay, they were patient. That fan base was patient enough. Um, and they show up when that when that team is good. And. They have a quarterback that wants to you be say, there. You say they're patient, yet they, they their fans showed up to the, to one of their last games of the season wearing clown costumes. Well, to be fair, that was the year Urban Meyer got hired, right? Am well, I wrong? I, I might. It might have been. That yeah, might have been the Urban Meyer like, year. It makes sense, I guess. Well, it's, but it's still like. Well, let's. Well, Shad Khan, the owner, like understands when he makes a mistake. Like that, he's not a he's not a dumb he's not a stupid person, right? Like he'll acknowledge when, like, yeah, I, I fucked up here. Like, and he did. He hired Doug. He hired Doug Peterson, which was as good of a hire as you could possibly make for for a young quarterback, right? Sure. I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out when this. Uh... The brain was working. 
The little hamster wheel is turning in the brain. I'm trying to figure out when this clown thing was happening. It was. Uh, it was, it was when they. Uh, it was racist. Where was when they decided to uh, keep Trent Balky. Ah yes. And they were mad at Shad Khan. Well, so yeah. Decided to wear clown costumes. Well, yeah. That's what you do. I mean, they got back to back first overall picks: Trevor Lawrence and Trevon Walker. Devin Lloyd is really good. You know, Foy Sadiakon is really good. He led the league in tackles last year. Josh Allen's still there. Uh, they have a good-looking team. Josh Allen, the uh, linebacker, we should mention. Not to be confused with the leader of the church of Josh Allen. The Buffalo Bills quarterback. He was on the cover of Madden 24. Oh, good God. Yeah, I forgot about that. I, I have Jacksonville winning 11 games. I think that's fair. It's feasible. I mean, they're, I think they're above nine for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nine plus, we'll say. We'll Ish. that range. It's it's like maybe 10 plus, honestly. Like, I, I think it's still a little tough to tell, but right now it's like, it's not necessarily just a matter of like Jacksonville is good enough to win X amount of games. It's the fact that the rest of that division is such a mess right now. Because like we... We're seeing the praises of the Texans roster earlier. They are still very much the Houston Texans. Yeah. They had too much success. Yes, they've made some good moves over the past offseason. But it's the Texans. It's the Texans. And yeah. Nothing's happened yet. So. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to the AFC North, shall we? Mm-hmm. Um, Cincinnati is the probable favorite. Would you go? Would you I say? say probable. I, it's it's more it's a pretty much a clear favorite as far as I'm concerned. Oh, that's what I was trying to say, but I know that you are that you love yourself some Lamar. Uh, I love myself Joe Burrow. Not that I don't love Lamar. I think Lamar's good. Oh, okay. All right, we're, we're all right. We're we're on the same page here. Because here, here's the thing: I wa- I watched uh, Joe Burrow play in a Super Bowl and. I, I I just it, it was there. That's right. He played. That's right. You 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 played against him in the Super Bowl. That's right. We did indeed, and um, that was a great game. Sacked him for the win. So good game. Very good game. Indeed. So some egregious calls back and forth. Yeah, it's whatever. But anyway, you, you still you still you still got a ring. You got a ring. You did. I'm, I will never complain about the ring. You have. You are in the now two ring club. Exactly. I have one singular ring, but that is okay. Um, should be too, but we will, that's whatever. Um, but anyway, Cincinnati enters this, uh, season is, uh, probable Super Bowl favorites within the AFC. Uh, their roster is still really effing good. Um, uh, they made a giant splash at left tackle with Orlando Brown. Uh, Jonah Williams is listed as the starting right tackle, but, uh, you know, that might not last much. That might last not much longer because Lyle Collins is expected to come back sometime soon, and they paid him a shitload of money to do so. Uh, they have the best trio of wide receivers in football, like definitively. Chase Higgins, Boyd, you you know the deal. They signed Irv Smith from Minnesota to play tight end, which is good. Mixon's still there. They got Trevon Williams. Still there. Their defense is sneaky good. Ish. 
ish. Yeah, ish, because you know, but Eli Apple was there. I mean, they just they were just Eli Apple was weird. Eli Apple, we'll put it weird. That way. It was weird. I still don't know how that man was a first round pick, but that's we'll, we'll, I don't know. But they, I think they're at best the two seed. I don't have them as the two seed. I have them as the third seed in the AFC. I have them as the two seed. Okay. For the record, I think they are tied with the two seed. I have them tied. You've been tied. I have okay. them tied with the two seed. Yes. I didn't do records. I just did the seeds. But I have I have that. So we went, we talked about the uh, AFC South. Um, the Jaguars are my four seed currently. As do I. So I think with the Bengals at the two seed, you can you may or may not have the rest of my AFC picture, or at least the divisional winners like figured out in terms of that one. Yeah, but like Cincinnati, it, to sum it up, Joe Burrow is going to be the favorite to is going to be one of the favorites to league MVP. There's no debating there. If when Joe Burrow is healthy and when Joe Burrow is on, the Bengals are difficult to stop. Simple as that. Joe Burrow is my MVP. Joe Burrow is the is one of the is probably the, the clear cut favorite at this point to win the league MVP. Unless Patrick Mahomes does it again. Good God! Oh, I bet that's like the only guy that's going to get in this way. Yeah, it's good, good point. Like it's it's more than likely. The rest of the division, how would how would you put the AFC North? How would you put the rest of that division? Let me check. Do I have any other AFC North teams? I don't. I will tell you that. I do not. I've got the Ravens as my sixth seed. Okay. There's there's that Lamar Jackson love that you mentioned. Um, Yeah, I just, I don't, I I think the Ravens are kind of going to have some teams numbers this year. I think so too, but I I mean, it's it's hard to say. It is hard to say, but it feels like they've just been like, I think injuries have definitely been one of their bigger problems yeah. for a long time. I think you get, if you get a full good year out of Lamar Jackson, they'll be fine. Like another MVP almost ish. like ish. Yeah. We'll say ish because we just mentioned Joe Burrow, but I think like he alone is like good enough to be able to get the Ravens to the sixth seed. And then they got OBJ, which I'm jealous of. Um, Two first round picks at wide receiver and Zay Flowers and Rashad Bateman. Yeah, Rashad Bateman's there. I mean, like those names alone are like are pretty much good enough to. Uh, yeah, their O line's still pretty good. Game. Stanley's still there. They got Tyler Lindeblom last year's first round pick. Zeitler's still there. Morgan Moses is still there. Mark Andrews is there still. I mean, it's the, my it's one concern is the defense. That's my one concern. For once. Yeah, I think I think it's a fair concern to have when you consider the amount of blown leads this team has also had as a point. Yeah. Um, you know, it's got that that issue I think is really the only thing that's getting in Baltimore's way. Like, they don't have a particularly great defensive line. I get it, you signed Jadavian Clowney recently, but still, like, how much does that help? And what Clowney are we getting? That's true. Are we getting the one that played in Seattle or the one that played, you know, in Tennessee? 
or the one that uh, oh no that was I was thinking of Miles Garrett I was about to say the one that swung helmets at people he was with the Browns actually funny he enough was he was Browns, recently yeah. with Cleveland that's why, that's why I thought of him that's why I was like yeah I was about to say like didn't he like bash somebody's helmet it, it, that wasn't that was, was Miles, Miles Garrett. Garrett you are correct he smashed Tony, Mason Tony Rudolph in the face Bonnie was still very much involved in that feud. So. Eh, I'm sure it's going that. He, he was he was in there. He was there somewhere. But uh, Greg Roman is gone. He was no, he's no longer the offensive coordinator. Replaced by former Georgia offensive coordinator Todd Monken. So, eh, eh, eh. It's the Ravens, so they're going to have a lot of fan fanboy love from the rest of the league. Because it's it's Lamar, like he's ex- as exciting as you're gonna get. Yeah, I mean Lamar Jackson. Watching this guy run the way he does, or just play the game in general the way he does, it's like, yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about how like how talented this guy is, and like just what the Ravens as a whole. Their coaching. I know we said not every coach is still there, but like the last time the Rams played the Ravens is kind of what I'm going off of a little bit. I know they've changed a lot since then, but yeah, they, you know, when they had Tyler Huntley playing or whatever his name was, was it? Yeah. Was it Tyler Huntley? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Tyler Huntley. Um, and you know, they were still like able to stay in front of the Rams for most of the game. They just, it was another blown lead. Like, they the Rams got a late drive where they managed to tie or tie the game. They took the lead by a point, and then they they failed the two point conversion. But then they held on for the win, and it's like, yeah. you know, the Rams the way the way the, the Ravens were able to hold up against a team that would eventually go on to win the Super Bowl. It's kind of a big deal that like they were competitive in in a lot of these games. It wasn't mm-hmm. just the Rams. I think like they played the Packers or something. They only lost by one one. Two points or something. I think so, yeah. I mean, the depth that this team has is just I'm going off of like two seasons ago and Yeah, a couple years ago. I think I think it's just proof that like this team's depth is solid enough to keep them competitive in games. It's just a matter of finishing them out. Um as that's kind of what I think on the Ravens, but like as for the other teams in the AFC North, I I I don't think Pittsburgh's gonna be that good. If if TJ Watt is not on, then the Steelers are in trouble. Um, it's hard to say whether he will be because, you know, we expect him to be. <sighs> yeah. He's got the reputation for it. Yeah. But like, I think that's kind of my, like, after last year, that's definitely, like, my huge takeaway for the Steelers is you cannot rely on one man, especially on defense. Kenny Pickett's their guy, though. We, we've, dis- we've, dis- we've decided that. Kenny Pickett is the Steelers' quarterback. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I also like George Pickens. Watching George Pickens is fun. Yeah, that that man that good. that man knows what's so up. So you have pieces. I just think that you you cannot have a team that's centered around one defensive player or just one dude in general. Yeah, just one dude in exactly. Like it's not it's not even just like on defense. It's like just it's TJ Watt and everybody else is kind of what a lot of people might think about this team right now. And at some point, sooner or later. That just won't work anymore. Yeah, because if, te- if if teams know that that's how much of an impact he has, they will find a way to shut him down. Yep. And once their big impact guy is shut down, what are you going to do? That's it. Nothing. They got to answer that question. Once if TJ Watt is not playing like himself, what are they going to do? And I'm not saying he will or won't do this or that. Or it's just like 
you can't rely on one guy. Uh, Cleveland, my friend. Can't rely on one guy. Cleveland. Cleveland is the wild card in my opinion. I don't mean wild card as in they're going to make the wild card. I think that they're... Uh, I really That's don't know what hard because you look at their roster and it's pretty good. It really is. It's a solid roster. It really is. They're going to get a full year out of um, out of the uh, Deshaun Deshaun Watson. I'm getting names confused again. It's my bad. You're good. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to expect out of this team. I really don't. I haven't looked at them too closely yet. So they traded for Elijah Moore uh, earlier in the off season. Okay. Uh, their offensive line is Jedrick Wills, Joe Batonio, Ethan Posick, former Seahawk, White Teller, and Jack Conklin. Um, they didn't make a lot of flashy moves other than trading for Zedarius Smith. That's a good pickup. But other than that, like, that's it. Like, they, they picked I mean, up Shelby Harris, but, like, that's... I think they're just kind of going to... I don't want to say bank on, but maybe that's kind of what they're like looking for is like, yeah. what are we going to get now that we have our QB for a full year? They have a full year of him. They got a, they have full practice from him. Um, like last year was like a long time since he last played when he came off of that suspension last season. Yeah. Like he'd already sat out the entire previous year because he was holding out. And then he was also dealing with all the off the field stuff, which we won't get too deep into, but yes, like, whatever, whatever this point, when you haven't played it for, as long as he hadn't played, it just becomes a problem. And I think, you know, now that he's had like a full off season, you know, the full training camp, as far as I know, uh, the full, yeah. like everything, like I think it's time for them to see what they have in their man. And I think of course. that's going to, that's going to make or break the Browns this year. Of course. Whatever happens with uh, Deshaun Watson is going to decide the fate of the Browns. Will they be a playoff team? I don't have them in my playoffs. No. Um, I don't know. I really, it, it, it's a lot of unknowns. I don't think the Steelers win that many games though. I think this is the first year under Tom when they have a losing record. See, that one's bold. I told I you scorched know. earth. Told you I'm coming with hot. It's feasible, though. It's. I don't think it's that hot of a t- I think it's hard to say just because the man literally has never had a losing season. But he's had some terrible teams, though. Yeah, and but that's just the, that just shows you what kind of coach he is. Like yeah. the fact that he's worked with some not great teams, and he's still managing to put up winning records every year. It's like yep. so commendable. What about the AFC West? Because. Let's just get this out of the game. We both we, we both think the Chiefs are going to win that AFC division. West. Chiefs Kingdom rules the AFC. We West. both think the Chiefs are going to win that division. We both Probably think the whole AFC too. Honestly, I, I think I I think they're definitely in the top three seeds. I will you tell know. you that. I will tell you that. Do you, you have Buffaloes or one seed? No, I don't. I'm not telling you yet. Oh my god! I think I know who your one seed. I'm not telling you yet. I'm not telling you yet. I'm not telling you yet. Um, but I will tell you, I also have Denver making the playoffs. You have Denver making the playoffs. Yes, I do. 
Oh my god! Now you're off the goop. I do. Now, now you're. Uh, the only reason I have Denver making it is because you're a uh, Russell Wilson simp. You motherfucker, better take that back right now. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I loved Russ when he was in Seattle, but fuck, damn. After he, after what we have seen from him. Last year, Jesus is he corny as shit. <laughs> anyway, Mr. Unlimited. Oh my god! Did you see how many bathrooms he has in his new Denver mansion? I did not. Twelve. Wow. <laughs> he can't get Seattle out of his head. <laughs> Come on, that's funny. I'm serious. Look it up. I'm serious. Look it up. Funny. Anyway, so Denver has made some sneaky good moves. Most notably, they have uh, they, they they hired their new head coach, being Sean Payton. I'm not gonna be the guy, the kind of guy to complain too much about a preseason game, but man, that was a dick move from Sean Payton. Well, it's it's, it's Sean Payton. Call a timeout and go for it on like fourth down or third down, or whatever. Let's be like clear that. here. He does come from the Parcells tree, like so a, let's be clear like with 30 that. Thirty-point shutout, and he turned it into a forty-one nothing shut. And it's like in the preseason, you're gonna that is such a Sean Payton thing to do. It, it's it's from the, it's, the the let's be clear. It's from the Parcells coaching tree. Let's be clear with that. I'm I'm just gonna put it out there now. It it is such an on brand thing for Sean Payton to do, but it's yeah. still on brand. It's, so, my opinion. It's Sean Payton. So let's let's go with that. Um, they had a how would you say this? An interesting off season. Would you put it sure. that? So sure. interesting off season. They World signed Alex Singleton. They signed Frank Clark. They also Frank Clark's a good pickup. Frank Clark's a sneaky good pickup. Uh, they boosted their offensive line, signing Ben Powers from Baltimore and Mike McGlinchey from San Francisco. They also drafted Marvin Mims uh, Jr. from Oklahoma in the second round. On paper, it's a pretty decently looking roster. But, I mean, the one man that is, you know, the, the X factor in this whole thing is, uh, who is it, my friend? Russell Wilson. I was I was hoping you would say Mr. Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited. There we go. There we go. <laughs> you saved yourself. There we go. Yeah. So will be a soundbite in the future. Let's be. Yeah, that will be a potential soundbite coming in potentially. I don't know, but we'll stick with this one. Um. Damn it! I missed it. Hold on. Hold on. There we go. We're safe now. <laughs> I was wondering when we were going to hear that tonight. That was almost a guarantee. <laughs> it was a guaranteed. Um. Yeah, no, he's the X factor with this team. Ross or bust. Let's be clear here. Going to this team, just like I mentioned with uh, maybe not on the same scale, but like similar to how I mentioned with uh, Derrick Henry on the Titans. Yeah, this team will live and die on whether or not Russell Wilson can shake off last year and start playing like the QB we know he is. Because (sighs) if he really has regressed to this point, last year was bad. Like, yeah, he's bad, bad for a yeah. guy like what we know Russell Wilson's capable of. Yeah. His capability. Like how many of us would have would have said last year? Holy shit. Dan owes Pete Carroll a fucking massive apology. I think you do, too. Honestly, I, I really do. do. I've, I've said to you numerous times, I owe this I, man. I I'm going to go like you too, to be fair. I also I like said that, uh, you know, oh. 
Pete Carroll was the problem, not Russ, but I guess Russ was the one who wanted a trade, so he got what he wanted. I'm going to go in front of Pete Carroll's mint or house or whatever. I'm going to act like, you know, the cliche in in those movies where I just stand outside of his house with a boombox playing Celine Dion. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's going to be me. I'd be like, I'm sorry, coach. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry I've wanted you fired for seven years. He, uh, I I think it's it's really, like, a matter of as well as, like, whether he can uh, bounce back under Sean Payton, too. He was literally the best hire that could have made, though, Sean Payton. He was the best hire the Broncos could have made. Yes. That was it. I'm not going to – so I know um, Aaron Rodgers would be pretty ticked off at me if I diss Nathaniel Hackett. I think Nathaniel Hackett is better off in the role that he is in now, yes. especially in New York. Yes. Um, as, you know, as a head coach, when you lose the locker room, like, late in the season, when your team is, like, already in a rough spot. Woo! It's bad. It was bad. Your eyes got wide there for a second. Oof, it was bad. I mean, yeah, there there were player like Brett Rippon, who is this game took place against the Rams, so it's pretty ironic that mm-hmm. he was he's now the Rams' third string quarterback, and Blair. he was yelling at the O line in the middle of that game when he hadn't even been in the game yet, and he went into the game and instantly threw a pick six, and there was fighting going on on the sidelines, and it's like Nathaniel Hackett has just lost the team. They put up, the Rams put up a fifty burger in that game. I was about to ask too. you, did, was it, did they put like fifty five in that game? 51, I want to say. Let me... Close enough. The final score. Close enough. The final score. But yeah, it's it's Russell Wilson or bust, essentially what this is. Close enough. It's Russ or bust here at this point. It's basically, that's how it is. It's if Russ plays like he, he was in Seattle, they'll be fine. Otherwise... Denver's in a lot, and I mean a lot of trouble because of that contract. Oh, boy. They better have a, some kind of potential out in that contract. Oh, God. I God, hope they do. Uh, it's it's looking pretty stinky right now. I blame Sierra. <laughs> I absolutely blame Sierra. Since that man has married that broad, he has not only put on weight, but he has gotten corny as shit, just like her music career. I remember the uh, the guy. So DJ Malski is the DJ for the Rams, and I remember he is like um, specifically using like the music he plays at their games to like target opposing quarterbacks. Did he really? Like, he played Sierra the Broncos he game. Sierra when Russ got sacked. <laughs> That's like, great. Against the Seahawks. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> He's like saying he he, remo- he was talking about how he remembered the vision of like Russ like getting sacked by Aaron Donald and then listening to his girlfriend's music as he's plucking grass out of his hair out of his helmet. <laughs> I love this sound. It's my favorite. Oh god. Oh boy. Anyway, let's go to the the Chargers, shall we? You have been wanting to make p- this one short and sweet. Yes, please do. This team has killed off any hope I have of them ever doing anything. Yep. This team is a loser franchise. Yep. Straight up loser franchise. Fuck they, you, Spanos. I, I, 
had them winning a playoff game last year. I thought they were going to beat the Jaguars, and I was being proven right. Like, they were kicking their butts. And the Chargers, uh, Chargers. 27 nothing lead. And, like, just every single year, they do something crazy. And you think there's no possible way they're going to screw up any worse than they did last year or the year before. And then they go on to just one-up themselves. Every single year, choke after choke after choke, this team has no hope. Let's be clear here. This is your former defensive coordinator who is their head coach, who many people called a fantastic hire from the beginning. Uh, not anymore. Yeah, we, like he's, he's, he's lost a lot. Of, he we'll lost take, his reputation. We'll take him back if, Brandon, if, um, if Raheem Morris leaves. We'll gladly take Brandon Staley back in the, in the D.C. role. But yeah. Uh, as a head coach, eh. he, I don't know. I'm eh. pretty convinced he doesn't know what he's doing. Like some of the some of the decisions that he makes, some of his aggressiveness on like fourth down I in mean, your own territory. It, the the decisions he makes just confuses you to the highest order and back. And it's like at some point sooner or later, this isn't a guy who is like. Or not at some point sooner or later. Like now, honestly, like he's they, they should have fired him this last offseason. Yeah, they should have. When you continue, like you're, they're making all these changes because they want to avoid outcomes like what they just had, and they're still getting these outcomes. Whether it's in regular season games or whether it's in playoff games, they are finding ways to shit the bed. Yep. No matter how good of a QB Justin Herbert is, no matter how good of a running back Austin Eckler is. No matter how good of receivers that they have, like Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, I mean, Quentin yeah, Johnson, so, first round or two, by the way. Yeah, I mean, like there's pieces there. Derwin James is there on defense. J.C. Jackson's there on defense. Khalil Mack, I forgot, is still oh, yeah. there. I mean, there's pieces. Yeah, but they just have not like even with most of these guys. I think J.C. Jackson was like the only guy who didn't make it to the end of the year. Yeah, he tore he tore his knee up against Seattle. The, this team. Still loses. I don't have faith. They're going to finish last in the division, depending on how the Raiders do. Oh God! Can we get to the Raiders, please? Oh, please. Another discussion, but yeah, no. The Chargers just any hope I had for this team. I like, and it's not that I want to have hope for them because I hate that franchise to the death. But like, this team just has not given me any faith that they're going to do anything. Oh, years. And if they if they do it again, which I have almost no doubt that they're going to blow it or not come close to the postseason, then. If they don't hot, if they don't fire Staley immediately. Have fun. You're all, they're also in cap hell next season, by the not way. Not just not just Staley, that. the GM too, Tom Telesco. Yeah, the GM too has to their go. Contract situation entering 2024 has to it's go. Bad has it's to go. Really, really, really bad. You can't fuck this up. You're paying what is it, 52 million to Justin Herbert? You're paying close to 30 million for Joey Bosa. You're paying 20 something million for Khalil Mack. You're paying a shitload for J.C. Jackson and Khalil and Derwin James. Granted, the Derwin James contract is worth it. Absolutely. But the J.C. Jackson one, early in the year, we were like, what the hell happened to him? And then, like, Keenan Allen wanted out at one point. Mike Williams getting paid $20 million a year. You just drafted a first-round pick at wide receiver. In Quentin Johnston. I'm looking for this message. What? 
Um, there's like a message that I, I found and somebody sent me on Twitter that was discussed, or I guess, sorry, X, whatever the hell you want to call it. Whatever, whatever. I'm actually fine calling it that now. I'm calling it, I'm still calling it Twitter. I don't care. Elon has changed it so much to the point where it's not Twitter anymore. I don't give a shit. It's still Twitter to me. I don't give a shit. But I still call it Twitter because it's the same thing. Whatever. Here we go. I'm going to text you this image. Oh, Lord. I'm going to text you this image. Oh, Lord. I'm curious. Like, it, it, it's really, really, Does really... it sum up the Chargers in a nutshell? More or less. It sums up their financial situation, and it's like... Oh, boy. If they can't get out of this situation... They're going to have to cut a lot of people, though. It's like it's you're in full rebuild mode again. Just got Jesus Christ. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, Joey Bose is a $36 million cap? What? Four guys on their, on their, are making $30 million in cap space. What the fuck? Wow. Kaleo Mack. Is thirty eight and a half million. I'm Joey sure Bosa is thirty six point six because it, it was um, sent to me in the middle of last season. So holy shit! But it, it's still either way. It's like disgusting. And yeah, it's win. Like they can't win like that. Possible, which I don't believe they will. No. Then what do you do? You're entering full rebuild mode around Justin Herbert. Yeah. Which let's be clear here. Like Herbert's their guy. We've yeah. determined that. I think Herbert's probably the only person who's not going to leave. Well, how could you? If they end up into this rebuild. How could Telesco's you? Telesco's going to want to be out. Telesco's going to get or, fired. Yeah, he's going to get fired. Um, I don't know why I said going to want to be out. Like, he's going to be he's out. He's going to be fired. If they're still in that situation. Um, obviously, Brandon Staley won't stick around if they don't please win. Please don't. I'm kind of talking about it like it's like it's already set in stone. And again, that's just how the NFL works. We have yeah. to actually play the game. Yeah. But, you know, I just don't see it with the Chargers. I don't, like they've done this before time and time again, and they've blown it time and time again. So it's like yeah. it's, the organization calls it chargering. <sighs> Sums it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, now we can talk about the Raiders. So the Raiders, um, I, I mean, they're they're hosting the Super Bowl. Not playing the Super Bowl. This, yeah, we know that. No, that'd be hysterical, though. If they made the Super Bowl, oh my god! <laughs> the Chiefs over the Bengals. Oh my god, that'd be hilarious. Oh <laughs> that'd be hysterical. The AFC will be a walking shit show if that happens. <laughs> That'd be funny. So, oh my god! Let's talk about the bright side. They brought back Josh Jacobs. Yes, that's a bright Good. side. They needed to do that. They, they needed to do that. Uh, Chandler Jones, their big free agent acquisition from last year, was fucking awful. Hence, why they drafted Tyree Wilson with the seventh pick. I want to say it was seventh pick. God damn, I'm good. <laughs> I did it from fucking memory. Uh, 
Hunter Renfro's still there. Jacoby Myers they brought in. Devontae Adams, which, yeah, we know. Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. Uh, porn star Jimmy is their new starting quarterback. <laughs> let's, be, let's be clear here. If, if Jimmy Garoppolo... <laughs> Were my quarterback, I would fed girl over that man too. <laughs> God damn, that man looks good. <laughs> like he's God picks his favorites, man. He's too pretty to be an NFL quarterback. <laughs> Dan, just play the sound. You know you want to. Gotcha. <laughs> you knew you wanted to. I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Jack gets the show. <laughs> he really does. We don't hear him long enough. Oh man! <laughs> so you've gotten it for so long. So, <laughs> God, give me a second. <clears throat> Funny. I kill them. Funny joke. So, how would I describe the Raiders? I have no idea. I think this team is as much of a mystery as uh, Denver. Who, who did we discuss? Denver, the uh, the Browns. Like we discussed the Browns. Yeah, sure. Every division seems to have that mystery team, and I think that's the Colts or not the Colts. The uh, the Raiders. Let's I, uh, be clear here. Josh McDaniels so far is not turning out like his Denver version of him. True. Let's be. That's a bright side. That is a bright side. It is. And they have pieces, you know? Yeah. They, they certainly have pieces, but they're not... You know, that's the thing that, like, concerns me a little bit with Devontae Adams is, like, he forced his way out of Green Bay, I guess. He forced his way out... Let's be, let's 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 look at that. Devontae Adams forced his way out of Green Bay for two reasons. One, the Packers were not going to give him what he wanted. No, Absolutely not. I wouldn't say that. Uh, let's be clear here. They paid Aaron Rodgers, who was out after that season, from $50 million. From what I remember, the Packers said that they were willing to pay Devontae like, more than what the Raiders were offering for him. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's, knowing that makes me think that it all like it he just wanted to go and the reason he picked the Raiders he wanted to go to the Raiders it was because he wanted to play with his college backup or backup his college QB Derek Carr Carr who's now in Carr is now a saint which by the way sneaky good move ish about that later we will get to that we'll get to the NFC later but um but yeah, I mean, that was kind of his big reason for wanting to get traded to the Raiders. And now that he's lost his QB, if the Raiders aren't in win-now mode, which they're probably not, and we know that Devontae Adams is going to want to chase a ring. I don't know where he's going to go, but I think I think he could be thinking about maybe, this might be a bit of a hot take, maybe not. Potential reunion with his boy Aaron Rodgers. Oh dear lord! Oh dear lord! Maybe we'll never hear the end of it from from Nick. None of us will. But we'll never hear the end of it from the entirety of you stadium. And it's not out of the realm of possibility, though. It's not. That's the worst part of it. It's not. At some point, sooner or later, Devontae Adams is going to want to go ring chasing, and he's you know I wouldn't necessarily. 
say he's like in his peak, like his absolute prime. No, but he's still up there. He's there. So I don't know. But so the Raiders, as you said before, have pieces. Sure. Like they have Max Crosby. They have Austin Hooper, Jimmy Garoppolo, which is mentioned before. I don't know how much I trust Jimmy Garoppolo. Which one are we getting? Which one are we getting? I, we don't know. He, here's, here's what benefits him. His head coach is his former offensive coordinator with New England. So that's a plus. Sure. Um, their defense is okay. It's, Matt Cro- it's Max Crosby and that's it. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean... I can't... Yeah, I mean, I can't think of any other names off the top of my head. So, Chandler Jones. Yeah, Chandler Jones is. It was fucking awful last year. I don't think they're the worst team in the division. That that title belongs to the Chargers. The Chargers are the worst team. In the yeah, that, that's just a disaster right now. I think the Raiders will suck, but the Chargers are just a disaster. They'll suck, but they're they're not the Chargers bad. Ooh. Funny. Ooh, ooh. Can we get to the AFC East? I'm excited for yeah, that. We can talk about that. I'm excited to talk about the AFC East. That Holy shit. It's going to be a banger. That's Holy shit. <laughs> Which button is it? Wrong button. There's the button. <laughs> Wait, where's the other one? Where's the other one? Please be this. Smoke weed every day. Yeah. <laughs> we like that button. We, we love that button. We love that button very much. I was just listening to Snoop Dogg today. I'm a very typical Los Angeles kid. <sighs> well, actually, part of that was re-watching the halftime show. So. Yeah, that was great, by the way. That was a very that halftime, halftime show was awesome. So can I can I can I say right out of the gate? Um, I think the Patriots finished with five wins. Only five wins. Five wins. I I good God. Like, for the first time in 20 years, we can say definitively the Patriots will not be good. 25 years. I, I, they, I, I mean, with Bill Belichick, I don't know. I'm not going to I'm not going to rule them out of like getting maybe seven wins, eight wins. Yes. They're not a contender in that division. Yes. Right Let's be clear here. Let's be clear here. It's Belichick. So they're going to be tough to play against. Absolutely, Belichick. They're all they're gonna they're gonna be that the term that uh, Splash and I used on our show when we were still doing our show. We um we use the term video game boss a lot, and basically what we mean by that is like if you show up if if you show up to this um it's actually funny this tweet just showed up on my timeline while we're talking about Belichick and the Patriots, but like they're they're a team that will um. They're not. They're not going to roll over and die that easily. Like if you know, like most teams no. should be able to handle them. But if you don't show up against them, then they will beat you. You have to play perfect most of the time. Yeah, like Belichick's been a head coach for forty years for a reason. Uh, the video that just showed up on my t- the tweet that just showed up on my timeline while we were talking about that was a video of Richard Sherman on Undisputed where he said Bill Belichick doesn't get criticized like other coaches for his He's mistakes. right. He's absolutely he says, right. He says people used to think Belichick made Brady, but then Brady left and won a Super Bowl without him. So he's right. Under 500 cents. He's right. 
Because people forget Belichick was a head coach with the Browns. How'd that turn out? People just completely brushed that those few years in Cleveland to the side. Completely so brushed I, them to the I side. Think it's, I think he, what I think basically what we're saying is we're not going to say that Bill Belichick is like the greatest coach ever. He's going to bring the, this team to the to the Super Bowl again. No dynasty days again. No. But at the same time, he's not. He's not. What we are saying is he's not going to like roll over and die easily. Like he's no. going to play teams tough. Yes, he's going to figure stuff out. Yes. Like they signed, I don't understand all that discourse though. Because like people, people will say that like, oh, it was Tom Brady. Tom Brady made Bill Belichick who he is. But then what Tom the f- Brady will, but then people will go, like talk about Tom Brady's seven rings, and they'll be like, oh, he didn't do anything for half of those rings. Like what? What are we talking about? Make it make sense. Okay, first of all, you've been in two of those. The Rams have been in two of those. Two thousand one. In 2018. I honestly don't remember anything about 2001. I probably should have looked back and watched it, so I had some arguments to work with at some point in the future. But but we can talk about what we can definitively say. We can definitively say. We have, we have Mo Lewis of the New York Jets to thank for Tom Brady's entire career. Mo Lewis does not knock Drew Bledsoe out of that game. We do not have what we ha- what we have with Tom Brady. We do not. Like Tom Brady's career is like it doesn't happen without that hit. You really have to like think back at the time too. Like this guy was 199 overall. I think Sixth actually round. just today. Yeah, they released his draft video. They released his draft, draft conference call. Conference. Yeah, I need I need to listen to that because people are probably yeah. pretty impressed by it. Yeah, but yeah. Considering who he turned out to be, I'm not surprised. Um, I don't know. I think this year, though, with New England, it's like... It's so hard to tell. It's really hard to tell. It's so hard. I think they're just hovering around the 6-7 win range. I don't know if they're going to win. I think 5 might be a little too low. I might be being a little too generous. Well, that's my Patriots hatred coming in. Sure. That's, that's, That's 20 years of Patriots hatred coming in. So I don't blame you for that one, my guy. No, as you shouldn't, for for multiple reasons. <laughs> Super Bowl Fifty Three was the worst Super Bowl of all time, plain and simple. Worst of all time for an offensive fan, absolutely. For a defensive no. coach, different story. Just, just worst of all time. It was bad. It was you really bad. Sure, but like you want you want good games. That was not a good yeah. That was a terrible game. The um, most kind of offensive firepowers on both sides. Like there should have been more than three. It should. The score was three three for yes. most of it. Can I tell you something right out of the gate? Okay. Um, I want to get this out of the gate that I think you're gonna sh- like punch me in the face for. Um, I'm buying the Jets hype. Like I've never I in my entire life. Like for those of you who do not know, yes, I am in New York, and for this entire time of being in New York and you know watching the Jets and Giants, you know when the Seahawks aren't on on my side, um, I have never seen in twenty five years, twenty six years of being here, of being alive, I've never seen so much confidence and hype, positive hype. Going into a Jets t- season in 
God ever. Can we talk about how good of a GM Joe Douglas is? Like, he's redefining what it is to be like, yeah, just just do that. Like, he's redefining how he does his job. I mean, this Jets team, I think I think I've I don't have them too high in my standings, but that's because of another team in their division. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. The Church of Josh Allen, I assume. Yes. Okay. Um, which is reasonable, I think. Very reasonable. Like think that yes. Reasonable. Very reasonable. Um, but you know, it, you take Aaron Rodgers out of the equation, the Jets are still a damn good football team. Yes. Like, Keep in mind, they had the they had a top five defense in football last year, and their offense was putrid. Garrett Wilson. Alan Lazard, I'm going on the offense right now. Yeah. Uh, Brees Hall. Yep. Uh, who? I don't have their roster pulled out. I, I, I got I can't it. Remember. I do. Um, so they're starting receivers. I'm going the top four. Randall Cobb is there. Randall Cobb is still there. We forgot about that. Miko Hardman, they got him from the Chiefs. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook's there. Brees Hall, Michael Carter. Becky Betson. Mackay Beckton, however you pronounce it. Tyler Conklin, C.G. Zoma, Jeremy Ruckert. By the way, Long Island guy, Jeremy Ruckert. Fun fact. If Zach Wilson was not a mess and the Jets didn't get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. This is a good. This is already like I would say up there as a potential playoff contender. But then you put Aaron Rodgers into the mix. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, my God, <laughs> Jets. Holy shit. I, I will tell you this. Again, because um, of Buffalo, they're not. But I, I'll tell you right now, I have the Jets as my five seed. They're the highest wild card team. Just because I think the Bills are going to take that division. But. You're going to hate me. You know, you have the most one seed. Don't You're you? going to hate me. You have the most one seed. I have them as the one seed in the AFC. (laughs) (laughs) I told you I am buying the Jets hype. I told you. First of all, you're on the opposite side of the country. You do not see this firsthand. You don't. So when I tell you that this that this state has been so hyped for this Jets team, first of all, we have to go back to the 90s, the late 90s, with also former Long Islander, Vinny Testaverde was the last time they had a team this hyped, when Bill Parcells was the head coach. When the Jets had a team this hyped going into a year, with this high of expectations, like before Aaron Rodgers got there, like they were talking, they were they were saying like, oh yeah, they could be a playoff team next year. The second Aaron Rodgers got traded here, how many people do you think have put money betting on the Jets to be in the, the Super Bowl? He was traded the second that he announced it. Like it, it took a couple of weeks for that trade to be official. Yes, but like the second he went on Pat McAfee's show and said, "I'm." I'm going to be a Jet. Play. I'm intending to play as a member of the New York Jets or something along those lines. Super Bowl. I mean, people were thinking Super Bowl. People were just thinking Jets to the moon. People were thinking Jets to Pluto at this point. My like, only reason why I don't have the Jets winning this division is because they now now the pieces are there. It's like the Rams. Now they got to go out and prove it. 
Yes. Like like when the Rams got all those pieces there, when they got the Matthew Stafford trade done, yep. they got that all set up. All they had to do was go out and prove it, and that's what they did. And sure, the Jets were capable of doing that. The only reason why I think, like, with the Stafford situation, I had the Rams, like, instantly, yes, they're winning the, the division, but that's just because I think the NFC West was such a, in, like, a weird, weird state. Yeah. And it's like the Rams were the clear favorites. The Jets are going to have to get past the Dolphins, which they can probably do, and the Bills, which is hit or miss. I'll one-up you on that. The, you're, you're banking. You're, the Jets have to go against their entire history. The Jets yeah, have to go against recent and if their their history the last 15, 20 years. You have to go against that entire mindset. They are, they are going to be fighting against their demons. This yes, year, you have to. You're, you're fighting against the entire demons of your franchise you're fighting, history. You're fighting, you're fighting against the ghost that Zach Wilson saw. You're fighting against the, the, the ghost of the butt fumble. But Pretty much. It's on my birthday, by the way. I found that out a couple of years ago, so now I make fun of that all the time. Oh, dear Lord. I share a birthday with the butt fumble. Oh God, uh, that's gonna be your new contact name for now on. Jack Jack Mitchell parentheses butt fumble. <laughs> no, it won't. I won't do that to you. That'd be hilarious. To be sure, I was not born on the exact day. It happened in like 2012. Or... Close enough. But they have the reigning defensive rookie of the year in Sauce Gardner, who has. All the hype going into the world as the best corner in the league. Sauce is insane. Yes. Worth it. Garrett Wilson, offensive rookie of the year. Wide receiver. Brees Hall coming up back off a torn ACL. They signed Dalvin Cook as an insurance policy. Dalvin Cook as an insurance policy. As an insurance policy? You split those two in the backfield? I mean, what is this team? Yeah. But that's not a bad thing to say. No, it's not. And they have I'm a saying, pretty good third option like? in Michael Carter. Team. They got a pretty good third option in Michael Carter, by the way. Yeah, they do. And the, the one other problem that I have with them is their offensive line. That's it. That is it. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I think I think that one, there's only a little bit of questions out there. Like, can Becton play? What is it? Left tackle is where he he's started. He's he's right now listed at right tackle. But Billy Turner, who th- there's the other one. They signed a bunch of players. Billy Turner, I forgot was there. He got they got him from the Broncos. He's listed as right tackle, but Becton is a natural left tackle. So if you put Turner at right tackle or Max Mitchell at right tackle. You still have Becton and Dwayne Brown at left tackle. Lakin Tomlinson's still there. McGovern or Joe Tipman is is there at center. Elijah Vera Tucker is their right guard. Like they have a on paper, it's not a bad O line. CJ Uzoma at tight end as and well. Coughlin. He, he can do some blocking. Yeah. Yeah, th- he's a good blocker. Their defense is great. No dispute. Their defense is great. They're my fantasy defense, I should say. So, well, there you go. That, that's how much I trust them. They, their defense is great. There's no disputing that. At DJ one Reed, Sauce Gardner, Jordan Whitehead, C.J. Mosley, Quincy Williams, Quinton Williams, Carl Lawson, John Franklin. My, he played for the Rams for a few years. I thought he was yeah. very, very underrated. Adrian Amos is there, by the way, from, from Green Bay. Forgot he was there. D.J. Reed, former Seahawk. I'm just reading starters, too. Yeah. Michael Clemens, who, by the way, scares the living daylights out of me. 
Solomon Thomas, Jermaine Johnson. Will McDonald. They're for, Will McDonald. Will, Will McDonald is a third-string defensive end on this team. On the edge. Will McDonald, who was their first-round pick this year, is listed as a third-string defensive end. Think about that. Think about that. I mean, God, this Jets team is going to be scary if they can get past Buffalo. If they, if they're as hyped as what we, if they prove to what we, to the hype. Yes, I'm not wrong. Then I will not be wrong for what for thinking the way I think. Right. I will. I will owe you an apology for thinking you were wrong. Well, this, let's be let's be real here. I've been wrong numerous times before on this very program. <laughs> Maybe I won't. I don't know. For thinking I was wrong is what I would. Owe I, I do think Buffalo's still there. I think Buffalo's the two is the is second in that in that division, and not far off. Like they're not far off. I mean, Buffalo is Buffalo, and it's know, the Bills. Despite all the crap that we've been giving them, they've still been managing to make deep runs in the postseason. Yeah, like th- that's. That, I think he, yeah, Josh Allen just needs to be a little bit more stable. I feel yes, like Josh Allen needs to have like, I don't know, like seven interceptions this season, and he's in the candidate for MVP. Like that's or less or or. or yeah, sure. Let's he's, go with he that. He needs to go on like a streak of what Jared Goff has going right now, where he's gone like I don't even know how many games without turning the ball over. Right but now. it's crazy uh, that about Jared Goff. Yeah. Um, Buffalo is Buffalo is there. Buffalo is there. They're going to be there for a while. Like unless if they somehow just fall off the face of the map, they're going to be there. Yeah. But if they, the, if they get too much snow and they have to play in Detroit. But they'll still be there. Oh it's crap! Funny. I forgot it's about funny that. To think about how they won twice in Detroit. I forgot about that. What was that last year? That was year that was a couple years ago. That's right. They had a blizzard in Buffalo. I forgot about yeah, that. It was the blizzard in Buffalo. So they had to play in Detroit against one team, and then the week after that, they played in Detroit against the Lions. They won both games, so they won twice in Detroit. Hey, there you go. In one year, there you go. All the needs, all the needs that to happen again in the Super Bowl to be in Detroit. That's a trifecta. Bam. Well, as they say often, can't have shit in Detroit, so I don't think that... No, you can't. ...to host the Super Bowl anytime. No, you can't. Uh, can we talk about the Dolphins, please? The Dolphins? <sighs> the, the enigma of the Miami Dolphins. Why do I not trust them? Why? Have Why do I not trust the Dolphins? Peace after peace after peace on this team, and yet I don't know... I really just don't know. I mean, oh good lord! I, they're going to be good. They're going to be better than the they'll Eagles. be I fine. I will. They'll be fine. There's no debate there. They they're, will they're, be fine. They're a tough team to beat too. Oh like, god, yeah. Di- dynasty level Patriots struggled against this team in Miami. Can we? Can, we mentioned Joe Burrow before and Russell Wilson earlier as like they, them, or bust. Tua needs to stay healthy the entire season for them to Absolutely. do anything. I think that was kind of what did Miami in last year. Was the yes. they rushed they rushed Tua back. They rushed him back, and and th- he got hurt again. Yeah, yeah, he got hurt again in a much worse situation. Yeah, but but not having Jalen Ramsey there, which but yes, we'll get to the Rams later, but. Jalen Ramsey being out for what six weeks, seven weeks, doesn't um, hurt as bad as what you people think. Maybe they'll be. 
here's my take on Jalen Ramsey on Miami. Oh God, this um, would be good. I'm not really sure if he's going to perform the way he used to perform on the Rams because he is now moving from a CB one role to a CB two role. He was the number one guy. He was cornerback number one on the Rams his entire time there, pretty much. And in Jacksonville. Um, yeah, and with Jacksonville, but like his, he had more career success on the Rams. So yeah, that's the way sure. I'm doing that. Sure. Um, when you move between a CB1 and a CB2 role, it can affect the way you play. And we saw this. This is something that Splash and I were to talk about a lot when it came to Marcus Peters. He would, he wasn't, he moved around between like CB1 and CB2 roles when he was like moving around on teams after he left the, uh, after he left the chiefs. He's, he's, I think we kind of would agree that he's a better CB2 and he ends up, on, in Baltimore secondary, and he's playing pretty well. He's playing pretty, pretty solid. Jalen Ramsey, even before the injury, was always going to be CB2 behind Xavier Howard. Yeah. I don't think that was ever up for debate. No. Then you combine the injury into this, and he's coming off of it, and I don't really know how he's going to perform. And he's what's he gonna, He's not going to be back until December, I don't think. Can Can we be real here, though? During the Rams Super Bowl run, during the Rams Super Bowl run, when you guys won it all, um, I'm not saying this as you know a division rival. I'm saying this because I did watch all four games that the Rams played in the playoffs, and there were multiple instances where I was like, "Where the hell is Jalen Ramsey?" I, I'm not going to disagree with like you this is the, the same. Th- this I know, is I was doing the same. There were so many incidents where I was saying, "Where the hell is Jalen?" This is the this is what many people call for since 20. When was he drafted? 2017, 2016, 16. Thanks. Since 2017, you can argue was the best corner in football, and he got paid for it as well. He did deservedly so, but the last two years, I've been asking myself that question. Where the hell is Jalen Ramsey? And there were two instances where I was like, I don't know what the hell happened to him. And they were, ironically enough, both against DK Metcalf. He did not look like himself. I don't I know if last the, year last year was more of a struggle than, than the year before. But Thank you, but after, but you could agree with me on that. Ish. In a few instances, yes. I think it really depends on like the game, the situation. But it's it's whatever he found himself in. It's one of those situations where you look back and then you say, okay, maybe the Rams, you know, the the what they got from Miami for Ramsey did not seem like a bad reach. Okay, I'm just gonna say this: consider it, that trade is dog shit. It was, it was one of the worst trades ever. It could have Rams, been better. The Rams said that they had better offers for him and only took the Dolphins offer because they knew that's where he wanted to go. But that trade doesn't really look that bad when you compare it to the Trey Lance trade. And what yeah. the 49ers got in yeah. exchange. Yeah. What they're left with. Yeah. I'm just going to put it that way, but I, we'll get to the I, NFC West later. The Dolphins, I think, are third in this division. Yes. And it all comes down. They will be. be they could get better if Tua stays healthy the whole year. If Tua is healthy the whole year, they will be better. 
if Jalen comes back and he plays better, then sure, sure, but sure. I, I don't know. I don't really know if I see that happening. I I really think because like we said, he's struggling, and now he has to figure out a completely different system. He didn't really want to leave the Rams. He said he like tweeted no. too. I think he was like only two people wanted to leave, and that's why I left or something like that. So he didn't want to go anywhere. Yeah, he he was he. Yeah. I mean, hard to say. Very hard so, to say. I'm really pissed about that trade because I, I you know, I, I, you know, I respect the fact that they wanted to do right by him and like yeah. send him where he wanted to go. Yeah. But what is it? A fifth round pick or something? It like was that? a third Hunter round. Long. It was a third round pick and tied at Hunter Long. I don't hate Hunter Long. He could probably do something with this team. Fine. Yeah. Not getting a first round pick, bare minimum. Not like, getting a second rounder. This is why everyone says that the Super Bowl ring is worth it. They yeah. don't have that Super Bowl ring. We're talking about this trade in a very different light. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's yet another one of those scenarios where, as Rams fans, we can defer to the whole, at least we won the Super Bowl thing. Like they, they, they went all in knowing that if they didn't win that ring, then they were going to be in a much worse scenario, but they yep. still got what they came for. So yep. that's why all of what they're going to be going through now is worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's go to the NFC. So we start things off with the NFC North, and the hype train is all over the, the Motor City, rightfully so. Detroit is is... We talk about listen, we talk about the Jets' history for all we want. We talk about you know the Jets' curse for the last twenty five years. And it's like they can't get out of their own way. Detroit's going into this season as the overwhelming favorite to win the NFC North. We're talking about Detroit doing something they haven't done since nineteen ninety five, and that's win their division. I mean, you look at quarterback alone in that division, and I think it look it rings. Well, for the most part, it favors they, Detroit for different reasons, but at the same point, people are completely forgetting Minnesota was tied for the second best record in the NFC last year. Minnesota, I don't know what happens. In the I don't know year. what the hell to, to, to make of the Vikings. An, I had them going on an NFC championship run. Yeah. I didn't think they were going to win it. I thought they were going to, I always thought like my prediction from the beginning last year was Eagle or not the beginning, beginning, but for the beginning of the playoffs, it was Eagles chiefs in the super bowl. So it just didn't happen the way I thought it would happen because I thought that, you know, by the time San Francisco had to play a real team last year, I thought that they would choke and that's what's happened. They just didn't play against the quote unquote (laughs) real team that I thought they were playing against. But Oh boy. Playoff predictions, but right. I'm glad um, you. I'm glad I get another NFC West representative here to talk about the West, which we'll get to later. But, um, but Minnesota, I, I just, oh god, I don't know. I'm, I'm, so I'll, I'll tell you these seeds right now. Go ahead. Lion, I'm kind of buying this Lions hype. They're my two seed in the NFC. Really? The Vikings are my six seed. Okay. That's the fine. Vikings will be in the playoffs. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but you know, I just I think Detroit with all the momentum that they've had. This is, I guess, recency bias more than anything else. But yes. all the momentum that they've had recently. They have a coach. They have a coach. Jared Goff is looking like he is a phoenix rising from the ashes. Which 
honestly, thank goodness for Detroit because oh boy, I don't think they drafted the QB with any of the picks they got from the Rams. No, they didn't. Detroit was their mindset with that trade was we're not going to necessarily win the Super Bowl yet. We're going to roll with Jared Goff. And if he turns out to be the guy, then great. If he's not the guy, we have the draft capital to find a quarterback yeah, and we do. fix that hole. Yeah. That hole. So but now Jared Goff looks like he's going to be the guy. And it's like, I haven't Jesus. seen as good as he's playing right now since 27 or 2018. So remember that, remember that uh, Thursday night game he put up against Minnesota? Oh boy. Against Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Oh my God. That was, that was the best game of Jared Goff's career. So speaking of Minnesota, um, Minnesota had a very weird offseason. They did. So they traded Zedarius Smith away to Cleveland. First of all, they released Adam Thielen, which was just, okay, fine, whatever. Bizarre, but it's, maybe a salary it's, cap thing. It's fine. Yeah, it's a, it's a salary cap dump. They released yes. Dalvin Cook, which was weird. But my theory was they had to do it because the, the Justin Jefferson contract is going to be atrocious. Um, they then signed their one of their trade assets in TJ Hawkinson to the I I guess worth it, sure. Um, but then their defense was, um, how would we describe the Vikings defense last year? Hot fucking garbage. <laughs> sure. Um. So they had the worst defense by far in football last year. And they had the second best record in the NFC. Which was weird. So they fired their old defensive coordinator in Ed Donatel. Brian Flores is now the new defensive coordinator. Call that an upgrade, call that a downgrade, whatever. Your pick. I don't care. But I do not trust Kirk Cousins to save my life. I don't. Kirk Cousins is the top 10 quarterback in the NFL. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to argue with you. He's the top 10 quarterback in the NFL. I'm not going to argue with you. It's just I I never trusted Kirk Cousins when he was in Washington. I still don't trust Kirk Cousins. I don't. It's something about it. talking about Washington, by the way. That's going to be a fun. Oh, this will be good. I'm ex- I'm I'm so happy for them. I really am. I really am. Yeah. I'm so happy for them. Like they, That's a dedicated fan base, and they deserve that. Absolutely. But, um, it's, I, I, I think they're second in the North. I don't think they made the playoffs though. That's just me. Cause I, I don't see any vast improvement with the Vikings. I think they're going to, I don't, I don't know how they're going, how far they're going to go in the playoffs. I really don't know how they're going to go, but I think they're capable of doing better than they did last year. I think yes. Taking a step and doing something that. Yes. So the other team that people are, I guess, excited about, depending on who you talk to, is Green Bay. So Green Bay, we know what happened. They traded Aaron Rodgers to the Jets. Few years ago, they drafted Jordan Love, quarterback out of Utah State, with their first round pick. We know of the hatred that you know went to you know Brian Gutenkers, the GM of the Packers, for drafting the kid. But 
he's now got the full the full he's got the keys to the car. Like this is his yeah. team. This is Jordan Love's team. This is Jordan Love's team. Like definitively we can say that. Um I like their front seven. I do. I really do. Um I like I love Kenny Clark. I love Devontae Wyatt. Preston Smith, Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, Rashawn Gary, who's an animal at times. And it's mm-hmm. they have good it's, pieces. They have good pieces. I just think this team is in full rebuild mode right now. Which honestly. let's let's be real here. Has been incoming for very for a very long time. Yes, like as I think everyone kind of knows that as soon as you lose a guy like like the big name quarterbacks, yes. the veterans that have retired over the recent years, like Drew Brees and the Saints, yes, Aaron Rodgers on the Packers now, and like uh, Tom Brady on the Patriots. Like, as soon as you lose those guys, you're in rebuild mode. However, oh, you're gonna love what I have to say about the Seahawks. Good way or bad way? Good way. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay, we're actually gonna love it. Really. Okay, yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's let's, let's go to Chicago because we're still in the North. We're still in the North. Don't we are still in the North. Don't, don't, don't get me don't get me excited now. Don't get me excited hey, now. That'll be quick. The Bears suck. Don't get me excited now. Don't get me excited now. Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't get me excited now. I don't know. I don't think the Bears will suck this. I don't think the Bears will suck that bad. They'll be a little better. I want to see more out of Justin Fields, though. I really the, do. He, I it looks to me the Ohio State quarterback curse is in his benefit. It looks to me. Right? We'll see. Right? He hasn't looked terrible. No, he hasn't. He's shown flashes. He hasn't. Like, he looks like, dare I say, he looks like Colin Kaepernick when he was started his first year in San Francisco. Here's what I'm going to say about the Bears. It is Justin Fields and everybody else. Yeah, that's it. That's it. There's no pieces for him. Like, I can't think of a name right now. Like, Jesus Christ. DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney. Do I have to have the depth charts out for you the whole time? Yes, I do. Cody Whitehair, Braxton you Jones. One that has them all, like open all the time, apparently. So yeah, go ahead. Thank you, I do. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> you have all. Th- what do you have? Like tabs of all thirty-two of them. No. Do you remember? Do you remember back forever ago where I did a whole NFL preview series on U Stadium? Where I just went in depth on this shit. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, actually, that's yeah. that's how I did it. <laughs> oh my god! I went in depth, boy. <laughs> So, well, I, I've had too much time on my hands. So, as of recently, it's the, the, the word that I'm getting around Bears fandom is okay. We're getting somewhere. We're getting somewhere. Like it's Maybe. it's not Mitch Trubisky and it's not Ryan Pace running the team. That's a plus. That is a plus. Trubisky is a plus, yes. The word that I'm getting from Bears fandom, especially Bears reporters, is unnecessary but good optimism. I don't I I don't know. I really don't know. It's you need, again you need, you need if you're gonna if you're if you're gonna need optimism, you need to have like pieces to build around and like a little bit more faith in the men. It men is hard to say. It's hard to say with the Bears. It is really hard to say. Because they had the it. worst record in football last year. 
right now when it when it's just it's Justin Fields and everybody else, and then they traded away the first overall pick, so that shows how much faith they have in Justin yeah, Fields. Yeah, worth it. They had to do it because they who were they going to take? Could have taken a pick on defense. Good point. Very good point. I mean, yes, it's a, it's a quarterback heavy draft in that one. Eh, whatever, I mean, but but still, there were defensive pieces up there. That's what the Texans did. Who is their guy? They, I completely forgot. His well, name. Uh, who the who the Texans take? They took C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson. Will Anderson, yeah. Will but Jalen Anderson. Carter was projected at, uh, for a good chunk of the draft he, to be the first he's overall on the Bears. Though I mean, that's a piece to build around. Yeah. Okay. So. Do we agree he's that a rookie. he do, is a rookie? So do we know. agree that Chicago is the worst team in the division, though? Yes. So I have from one to four: Detroit, Minnesota, Green Bay, Chicago. That's pretty much how I have it. Okay, so let's go to the Lions. Um, the hype We're train is real. The, Lions the hype train is real. Yeah. So let, yeah, let's. Like Jared Goff. We didn't mention too many names on the Vikings either, but I don't. Think, I mean, Justin Jefferson. Hard to say. Hard to say. Um, who, who's next? The did NFC you say, East. Did you say hard to say about Justin Jefferson being a lead. No, hard to say about the Vikings in general. Oh, I just said that we didn't touch on too many names. We no, Kirk no. Cousins, obviously, but uh, that, that's pretty much it. Forget about Justin Jefferson losing Dolphin Kirk Hurts. But. Yes, can I can I uh, get a hot take out in the NFC East right out of the gate? In the NFC East, okay. yes. Cowboys had the worst record in that division. I sense I an agreement that, from you. That's that's a lukewarm take, I'll say. I don't I think that that's... I sense a somewhat agreement out of you. I don't want to say no, because I really don't know what we're getting out of the Commanders this year. But, I mean, you lost Zeke. Dak Prescott was inconsistent all year. He was very inconsistent all year. He had, he had a season recently robbed of him when he got hurt. Like his ankle... Got hurt or something. His ankle got destroyed. Um, Trevon Diggs got the most undeserving contract I've ever seen. Trevon Diggs is like also a guy who's really inconsistent because burnt toast. He yeah, is like burnt toast. He's, he's either he's literally he's either one one end of the spectrum. He's never in the middle. He's either getting a crazy interception and then <laughs> next play he's getting burnt. He's Antonio Cromartie with the Chargers. <laughs> That's a throwback reference right there for those who get it. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. I mean, That's a great guy, reference, though. <laughs> this guy needs to sort of find the medium. Like, yeah, I think we're. I think what I'm going to say, you'll you'll find an agreement here. Um, if the Cowboys don't do well this year, Mike McCarthy's getting tanked. We, we, yes. right? Yes. Right? Yes. Like, I said yes three times. You can't have this roster in front of you and then just suck the whole year. Exactly. You just can't. This team, in fairness, I'm again again going back to the 2021 playoffs because this team had a – or 21-22, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Uh, They were – they were like agonizingly close to being the Niners in the wild card round. Oh, dear Lord. Um. I mean, like that just kind of shows you how did they do last year too? They they actually they they, they lost to San Francisco in the divisional round. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, 
uh, I forgot they they that was uh, what Brett Maher was like egregious in the postseason. Jesus too. is right. Who the Rams have now, by the way? Funny, funny enough. <laughs> Although I don't think he'll suck, but again, more on the knowing the yeah, I'm sure, sure. Um, I mean, it's it's. Dallas is that mystery team, I think. Or Dallas and, I guess... I guess Washington. I guess Dallas and Washington. Right? I don't don't have either of those teams in the playoffs. I don't either. I really don't. I think Washington made a really good hire in Eric Biennemi as OC. Like, like the the Sam Howell hype is there. And by the way, I just... we, We touched on it earlier. We're... I couldn't be happier for that fan base. I could not be happier for that fan base. That fan base, like that was getting Dan Snyder out was that needed to happen. I want to say it needed to happen yesterday, but it happened like forever ago already. So you're talking about a, like for like that year. fan base has been dedicated for since the '60s. We're going uh, back here. The Commanders' Week One game, I believe. I forget. Who they sold was. out. They sold out. They sold out that that dumpster fire How of a long stadium. Has it been since they last had a sellout? Um, 2012, I want to say. With the RG three rookie year, I want to say. I want to. I I think I think that's it. I think it was RG 3s rookie year. I mean, this is. This is a team that they're, they're the optimism around this new ownership. Oh my god, I've never seen anything like it. It's, like, these people are like they are stoked because, like, that just shows you yeah. how awful of an owner Dan Snyder yeah. was. The fact that, like, his first game gone and you're getting your first sellout since, as far as you know, 2012. I mean, I don't really know whether this team is going to contend, but the <laughs> fact that these fans are as dedicated as they are, yeah, like they show they're like showing this kind of support, yes. it's like. You have got to be kidding me! Like, well, it's it's good to see it's good to see for that famous for a number of reasons because they're on they're on the uptick right now. That team is on the uptick. One of the first things that this new ownership did as well was I think this was announced earlier today that they're making like I think it what like a seventy million or my is that four hundred million dollar renovation to the is to FedEx 400? Field. I think it's like a forty million dollar or four hundred million dollar renovation to FedEx Field Googling this in right Landover, now. Maryland. I think it, I 40 think million. forty million. Forty million. Close 40 enough. million dollar investment in upgrades at FedEx Field. So and say what that you want the, about Josh Harris's ownership with the Devils and the seventy sixers. That man knows how to run the sports team. He's like the fact like we I think the stadium being a problem is like we all knew that was the worst stadium. The FedEx field was the worst stadium in the league. One of the worst. Yes. Those renovations needed to happen. Yes. Like, yesterday. Those yeah. renovations didn't happen. Yeah. But, like before we saw the clip circulating of the sewage falling out. Oh, God. Um, yeah. Where's that so, button? There's that button. I was right. This team, I don't know how they'll do. They're a mystery. They're they're a mystery wrapped in a riddle, whatever that enigma saying is. But that's what they are. And but the new ownership gives the fans hope. They have a sneaky good coaching staff, though. Ron Rivera is their head coach. Eric Bieniemy, I just mentioned, is their offensive coordinator, and Jack Del Rio is the defensive coordinator. They have good coaches. 
Now, what I just say about the roster is to be determined. Like, we know about the receivers, you know, Dodson, Scary Terry, Curtis Samuel, decent O-line, you know, Sam Howell being the great unknown, say how it is. Their defensive line is stupid. Like, in a good way. Mm-hmm. And, like, that defensive line is loaded with talent. Loaded with talent. And, like, they're going to be, they're, they're like the Patriots, but they're going to be tough to play against. Because they're very well coached. Oh. Video game boss, like we like I said, and that was the term. Yeah, pretty much. Um, let's go over to the to the uh, I guess you would call it the redheaded stepchild now of the New York sports teams, the Giants. Sure enough. So, um, that's the other the other side of the coin here with the Giants. Um, I think depending on who you ask, the Giants are either favorites to win the NFC East. Or they're going to finish second in that division. It's it depends on who you ask. I'm not sure the Giants are in my no. The Giants are not in my playoff picture. Really, that's a shocker. I mean, yeah, I I have them making it. I do. I have them as where they have them. I think there's an outside chance. I have them as my sixth seed. I have them as the sixth seed. I'll tell you that. Okay. Um. I'll, I'll explain more why once we get later on, but I, I think that uh, the Giants are, you know, they're they're capable. Yeah, I have but Detroit. They're not going to win that division. But, we you know. I, we have I have two playoff teams that we just mentioned before: Detroit and the Giants in my NFC picture so far, and Philadelphia. That's just by default. Yeah, Phil, I don't think we really need to touch on Philadelphia. Too much I mean, we we ca- we can we we can touch on the Eagles, but okay. But uh, let's let's continue with the Giants. So uh, they signed Paris Campbell from the Colts, uh, traded for Darren Waller. By the way, a third round pick is all it took to get one of the better tight ends in the league. My God, unbelievable! What a steal! What a steal! John, I texted John about that trade. He was like, "It took a third round pick to get Darren Waller." What's <laughs> like? What the hell, man? <laughs> Like he is. What are you doing? So he's optimistic. John is very optimistic about the Giants. Uh, th- like that fan base is, like they're feeling it. Like and for good reason. Sure. When was you, the last you, time you haven't had prime Eli Apple in forever? Or what, not Eli Apple, Eli Manning in forever. Well, when was the last time we could say both the New York teams are going into a season with good amount of hype? It's been a while. It's been a long damn time. It's been a long time. Long effing time. And for good reason. So, um, fix that state. That's the stadium that he's next in the next 40 million. Oh, MetLife is not that bad. Nick needs to shut up. MetLife is not that bad. It looks pretty bad. It's not. I'm not, I'm not even talking like from Nick's perspective. I'm talking from like my own perspective. What I see on TV, all the pictures and stuff (sighs) that I see there. I think it needs help. The outside of the stadium. Sure. Fine. The, Stadium as a whole, honestly. It doesn't know. help they're in New Jersey. No. The dumpster fire Sorry, of the we, East Coast. We'll be calling them the New Jersey Jets, the New Jersey <sighs> Bronx or Giants <sighs> Giants. Alright, we fine. We've I heard that joke. We've heard that joke before. Shut up. I don't actually believe in that. I think it's <laughs> Shut up. They brought back Saquon, which is a good start. 
Yes, sort of. That was needed. That was that was needed. Had to get Saquon. That was the big one. That was the big question if Saquon was going to be back, and he is, which is good because that's giant. That's giant news. No pun intended. Any of the rim shot sound effects? Do you have one? A what now? The rim shot. The bums. I I don't. Oh my god, you're missing out. I don't. I do have this though. Because we know we have that. Very well needed. I do think the Giants make the playoffs. I think as a six seed is pretty reasonable, though. Because remember, the NFC is not that good. It's it's not out of the realm of possibility. The NFC is very top heavy. It is. It's very top heavy. It was hard making these predictions. It was literally just division winners, most of it. So it's like. I think we can both agree, though, that Philadelphia is winning that division. Philadelphia is running away with that division with Usain Bolt speed. I I think Philly is I have Philly as the two seed in the NFC. You have them as a two seed? Yes. Under who? So I have Philly as a two seed for different reasons. Do not tell me San Francisco is your one seed. I do have an NFC West team. It, I was I was tossing up between the two. I really was. Um, okay. So before you tear me a new asshole. So maybe, so maybe, maybe your uh, my Seahawks prediction won't please you too much then. But but before you tear me a new asshole, um, I will say, I do. I don't think Philly will be as good as where they were last year. It'll be really hard at top last year. Yes. When they, were, they were the last undefeated team. They won like their first, what, 11, not 11, like like 10 games or some 10 shit. Is something like that. It was a pretty high something number. Something stupid that way. But it was like they were a machine from the get go. They were. Rightfully no, no one, so. I, no one was going to stop that team. No. Very hard to stop them. No one and, named the Chiefs, at least. Well, the refs did, but we. No one not named the Chiefs, sorry. And then like the. Blame the refs if you want. I'll Whatever. Just, it's I'll it's done. That's, it's uh, done. It's done. It's done. It's so done. Don't be mad about it. I'll it's fine. Whoever it was that was guilty of that call, like openly said that they were hoping the refs wouldn't see it and wouldn't call it. So, yeah. If the guilty, if the guilty party says they were guilty, that, that James Bradbury, be. by the way, is the James one you were thinking of. I figured it was him. I just can't remember for sure. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's guilty. Then yeah. So. Their defense is still really good, and they added Jalen Carter with their first round pick. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm not I'm not gonna go out and say that they're the. I think I do think they're the 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 two seed. I think that's definitive. They're going to win the the East. That's easy. They're the definitive one seed in my mind. I don't see another team beating them again. All right. So let's go to the NFC South while we have, you know, some other things to talk about. Um, are you buying the Panthers hype? Eh. They are not in my playoffs traditions at all. I don't think they're a playoff team. I, I think there's they have pieces to build around for sure, but. Okay. Yeah, I think eh is kind of a good answer. For yeah. When it comes to the Panthers hype. Like, I'm not. Do you have the Saints winning the division too? I do. Okay, good. Thank the, God. The Saints will win the division. Okay. Do we have Tampa as the second worst team in the league? 
As a second worst team, ooh. I do, because I do. They're going to be bad. I don't think there's any. Oh, good Lord. They're going to be bad. There's talks going on with like about how Mike Evans isn't happy with his contract. Well, Mike Williams, I think it's that's I because you mentioned Devontae going back to reunite with Aaron Rodgers. Mike Williams getting traded to the Jets doesn't seem like a bad idea. Because you can never have enough big big play wide receivers. You just can't. That's true. I mean, we had Cooper Cup and OBJ in the same year, so and Van Jefferson. More on him later. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, like, not a bad prediction, right? Eh. No, not terrible. All right. I think uh, we pretty much agree on where. The Falcons are just weird. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what to make of the Falcons. It's it's just Atlanta. Let's just, let's see how it is. It's the Falcons. It is the, it is very much the Falcons. Uh, the Saints look really fucking good. I'm not sure what to make of what of uh, Mike Thomas. He hasn't like played in for. I think this year is like. You mean Mister Five Yard Out? Yeah, <laughs> that guy. I, he's, he's like <laughs> Mister Super Bowl <laughs> complainer. Oh my god, the way he complained after that no call. I've never seen any player act more like a baby before. That was pass interference, though. But it's the pass. It it was pass interference, but it wasn't the reason the Saints lost the game. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. But it was blatant pass interference. Yeah, like the Kel Robinson said, it was P.I. Yeah, it's P.I. Jared Goff said he he was making snarky comments about it. It was funny. About that. Um... Oh yeah, no. Derek Carr at QB. Good upgrade. Lave. Upgrade. Carr over Dalton is an upgrade. I'm going to pull up the same depth chart. I got you. I have it. Because of course I do. Jamal Williams at running back. Oh my goodness. Jamal Williams is there. They have Jimmy Graham. They brought him back. Uh, Their defense is still pretty decent. Um, Austin Moreau at tight end. Yeah, they have Traquan Smith, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas at wide receiver. Taysom Hill is listed as a tight end on their depth chart right now. Sure, let's go with that. Uh, their offensive line. No, that's not true, but yeah, let's go with Well, that. their offensive line, four of their starters are first-round picks. Other than Eric McCoy, their center, who's a second-rounder. Mm-hmm. But that's that's still a very good line. Sure. And their defense is, you know, streaky? Sure. Sure. DeMario Davis has been there for 15 fucking years. Feels like it, at least. Pretty much, yeah. Um, How would you describe the Panthers? Uh, let's, let's let them play games first. Yeah. Yeah. I think there is some... Reason, I mean, CJ Stroud, first overall pick. Bryce Young. Bryce Young, I got them confused again. Two dollars. I hate everything. CJ Stroud is a Panther now. God damn, man. Aren't you the football guy? <laughs> kind of. What the hell? I've been out of touch, man. I've been following so many things this year. and like, it's, Yeah, it's, it's fine. Soon, as soon as football season ended, my brain was like just turned Fried. Off. <laughs> fried. <laughs> yeah, very much fried. So... 
Yeah, like the same boat. Let them play fucking games first, please. I like Bryce Young. I think that was the right choice. Yeah. Well pick. Good coach to help lead him to with Frank Reich. Frank Reich's a great head coach. Yeah. Unfairly treated Indianapolis. So we'll see what he's got. We'll see what they got going on over in Carolina. Yeah. Uh, Are we ready to start with our division? I feel like we should save our division for last. It is last. It is last? Okay. Yeah. That's why I did it. Track. That's why I did it. Let's, let's jump right in, baby. The Cardinals are the worst team in football, without hesitation. They're openly well, tanking I, I, for Caleb. You said the Bears were up there, too, but yeah, no, the Cardinals. The Cardinals are openly tanking for Caleb Williams. There is no definitive reason to... to can, dude, can you imagine if Caleb Williams... Like, he, it's still possible that Caleb Williams, like, says that he wants to have his final year of eligibility for college... So he could potentially stay in CFB for another year. He could pull Peyton Manning like he did with Tennessee and the Jets. They take for Caleb Williams and then he says, no, I want to stay in college. Oh, my God. I'd be pissed. I'd, I'd be so mad. Fan right now, I'm looking for another team. Well, first of all, let's 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 talk Arizona because. Their roster is fucking garbage. How much more do we need to talk about it? They're gonna they're gonna suck. Kyler Kyler Murray's not even gonna be playing the first four weeks. In Kyler Murray is not gonna have a job with the Cardinals for much longer. We mentioned we mentioned a particular team in the NFC East before, as like you know the great unknown at quarterback with Sam Howell. I I, sure. I do think that Washington could take a look. At Murray, let's say if let's say if the Commanders are there in the, in the playoff picture, let's say in theory Washington's there. Do you think Ron Rivera calls you know the whoever the Cardinals GM is is like, hey, how much for Kyler? I mean, it's a it's it could be a possibility. Not I mean, a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Wanna, if if they know that Caleb Williams is in the picture, they're certainly going to want to make that move. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, like, Absolutely. They have two first-round picks this year anyway, so fuck it. Let's see where it goes. Uh, this depth chart does not look great. It's terrible. It's fucking awful. I'll look at it, and it just does not look great. I have yeah. a feeling you wanted to, to destroy the 49ers. I have a very good feeling you want to destroy San Francisco, and I'm here for it. So the San, the San Francisco 49ers are my five seed in the NFC. But they, the only reason I have them as a five seed in the NFC is because this team is a regular season warrior team. They will, they don't look as good as they did last year. Nope. They're close to salary cap hell. And don't forget, still haven't paid Nick Bosa. Don't for there's the there it is. They have to pay Nick Bosa thirty five million know. a year. What we're gonna get? A oh, good lord! It's gonna be great. <laughs> It's, it's, I'm, I'm going to sit here eating popcorn like crazy. How much is Aaron Donald getting paid, by the way? How much does he get paid? What, like 95 mil, I think? For three years? So, yes. I He's going to eclipse that on a six-year deal. It's not worth it. Absolutely, he is. I don't, I, I, don't, cause Nick Bosa's, I don't think Nick Bosa is as good as Aaron Donald, plain and simple. No, he's not, but still, he's, he's not. He's but not the, bad. I'm not saying he's bad. He, like, Nick, Nick Bosa's a really good player, but he's yeah. not Aaron Donald. Okay, so. He doesn't write games like that. So, I do not trust San Francisco for multiple reasons. So, 
Who is their offensive line? Trent Williams and who else? Trent Williams and crew. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's their offense consists that gets, that gets of the O line out of the way. Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> You're banking on Brock Purdy to do the same thing he did last year with a limited Brock sample size. Not going to be the same. He's not. He's really not, especially coming off of the injury that he had too. Did he tear his UCL? By the way, just throwing it out. Did he tear the el- the ligament in his elbow? He tore it, it right? It was a torn UCL. Is what the injury it was, was a torn UCL. He couldn't, even, he couldn't even pick up a football. He didn't he, get he, surgery, right? He didn't get the Tommy John surgery. I think he did, but he's he recovered in time to play. Okay, so, so you're banking able- on Brock Purdy coming off a Tommy John surgery. And your backup is Sam Darnold. Yeah, your which is Sam Darnold. Say what you want about Sam Darnold. Say what you want about him. But I mean, I'm going to be completely and openly honest with you. I think Trey Lance is going to turn out to be a better quarterback. Oh, oh, dear Lord. Yes. And what the way they fumbled the bag with that trade. So on both ends. So no one is giving this team as much hate. No one's giving Shanahan like crap for it. No one's giving who I don't even know who their GM is. John Lynch. John Lynch. Yes. Like they're not getting the same. They are in a way for lack of a better term, imitating the Rams and like the all in strategy. So going all in is trying to sell out for a Super Bowl. You saw what they traded away for CMC. You saw what they traded away to try to get Trey Lance. That is already blown up in their face. Can I miserably? This team has thrown so much away so much draft capital, probably about to throw so much money away to try and go all in for a Super Bowl, and they still haven't done it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing to suggest that they're getting with the Trey Lance trade blowing up in their face. There's nothing to suggest that this won't blow up in their faces again. And they still haven't paid Nick Bosa. He is still holding out. He might not play week one. Nope. He could, but he could. He could. I have, a, I have a feeling this week the, the 49ers brass is going to take a look and kind of realize, like, they, they we messed up. Might him, we might need to get They messed up. Because, you know. They messed not. up. They messed up. They messed up with the, uh, with the Trey Lance pick. Now, I, I did not like Trey Lance coming out of college. I thought he was the most raw talent out of all of them, out of all sure. of the quarterbacks. Sure. How, can you look up for me how many games did Trey Lance play in college before he got drafted? I think it was something like six games. Seventeen starts. Seventeen starts in college. In college. Okay. Keep in mind here, he played for North Dakota State. Okay, this isn't. He didn't play for Ohio State or Alabama. He played for North Dakota State. Um. So Since then he then goes to, he so he has 17 starts in college. So if you wanted a mobile quarterback to fit your scheme, what was wrong with Justin Fields? What was wrong with him? What did you not see in Justin Fields that you looked at Trey Lance and said, "Yep, that's our RG3." Like they I think they kind of fell in love with his like his deep pass as well. Doesn't Justin Fields have a significantly better arm? I don't even know. Like, I really honestly don't even know. I'm the Big so, Ten guy. I, I'm a Penn State fan. I've seen Justin Fields play. I looked at Trey Lance. I say, I don't see anything. I don't. Justin Fields scared the crap out of me 
as a Penn State guy. Scared the shit out of me. So here, here, here's the thing. Here's the stat that I'm going to read off. See, he played 17 games. Trey Lance played 17 games in college. And then he play, He has played a grand total of eight games as a 49er. Yep. That's the fewest by a top five pick in the common draft era. Yep. Yep. With the team that they made their debut for. Mm-hmm. That's the fewest. Yep. You traded everything away for eight games. Mm-hmm. And then you're in this quarterback mess. Yep. And that's going to start affecting guys like George Kittle, Debo Samuel, who do love to do nothing but complain when the team loses, which I need to mention that because like, see, that's I have not seen. I mentioned how much of a crybaby Mike Thomas was after the pass. Oh, dear three. Lord, Kittle. The 49ers as a whole crybaby franchise. I've never seen another team just like get blasted in an NFC championship game and then go on the social media and just whine and whine and whine about how the mm-hmm. Eagles suck and how the Eagles were lucky and how they even like, with Brock Purdy, they would have kicked your ass. Even with Brock Purdy, they would have probably kicked your ass. The Eagles were arguably the first real team that the 49ers put their schedule last season was so easy. Pillow soft, easy. Yeah. I, yeah. And as soon as they played a team that was serious about going on to win the Super Bowl, they just, they were going to get their asses kicked. Can we talk about their first playoff game? They were going to get their asses kicked. Keep in mind here, their first playoff game the Niners played was against the Seahawks, and they were close for the entire first half. What? Yes, they were close for the first. I don't think the Seahawks should have even made the playoffs. You saw the way that last game ended against the Rams. Yeah, I I, the Seahawks shouldn't have even been in the playoffs. It should have been Detroit. Sure, Grant, fine. Probably could have lost too, but the, the outcome would have changed. The outcome would have changed at all. No, at all. What? San Francisco was winning regardless. But that's just how weak of a schedule they had. Though back to the Rams, so you can back to the 49ers so you can destroy them, and then we'll go to the Rams. Um. Yeah, I just like it's going to start like the quarterback stuff is going to start affecting other pieces on the offense. Yes. And at some point, you know, it's just, it really feels like at some point sooner or later, it's all going to go to shit for this team. And, yep. you know, I don't they, they have to speaking from a neutral standpoint, they have to win a ring soon because under the current regime, yep. they've had no success to show. Just a few handful of NFC championships. That's it. Nobody's going to remember. They've had three NFC championship appearances, one Super Bowl appearance. But even then, no rings. That's it. Under the modern era, no. They the Rams have been to the Super Bowl more times in the last twice. Like they've been to the Super Bowl, I think four times since the 49ers made their last Super Bowl, won their last Super Bowl title. Uh, you are correct because San Francisco won the suits, uh, 94, 94. Nin- since then the Rams have played in four Super Bowls and won two of them. 99, 2001, 2018, two years ago. Yes. With winning in 99 and 21. When you go as far as you have under your current core roster and with your current regime to still not to make all the moves that you've made to still not have any success and nope. rings to show for it. Nope. You are in dire straits. Absolutely dire straits. And Clock's ticking. Be bad next season. I have them in the playoffs. I have them as my five seed. So that's the highest wild card seed. Clock's ticking. So, 
Clock's ticking on the Niners on the Niners' yeah. breast. Clock is ticking. Clock is ticking. Clock is ticking on Shanahan and Lynch. You're right. Absolutely, you're right. Either win something now, or you're going to have to hit the highway. Okay, so your Rams. Um, you're going to hate what I have to say. Um, I, I have a good feeling. I know what you're going to say. No, I, I, first of all, I'll get this right out of the gate. I think they'll be better than where they were last year. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, that might be the only thing. Absolutely. Comes to the Rams. Um, what they did in the offseason had to happen because, let's be honest here, um, without the moves that they made to like release and trade the players that they traded away, you guys have had something. You guys have something in the future that you that you did not have beforehand, which was say what you want: cap space and draft picks. Cap space and draft picks. Yes, but also, but more important, I think cap space is honestly even more important because here's the thing: yeah, this team, the ran, the cap space the Rams will have entering the offseason leading up to 2024 is the most cap space they'll have had as a franchise since they relocated back to LA in 2016. Yep. So um, there's a, so there there's that's they, optimism. They have taken this year. I'm going to say this as a retool because here's here's my number one point about the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. The Los Angeles Rams will not tank for Caleb Williams. No, they're not. They're not going to. Right here, right now. They will not tank for Caleb Williams. Well, they have Stafford under contract. They do. Well, he, like, like, there, I, there are actually people that legitimately believe this team is going to tank, that legitimately believe this team is going to like just fall away this year because they know that they're not going to be a Super Bowl well, contender. Stafford's... Why, why on earth would no. you waste an, a year of no and Stafford? Why would you do that? No, Stafford's, Stafford's health is up in the air depending on who you ask. And they have a good insurance policy in Stetson Bennett, so... And you ask me, I think Stafford looks healthy. I think he looks good. I think he's going to be back to form this. Year. I haven't seen enough of him to really say uh, You're, anything. You also haven't been paying attention to the Rams. Camp. I haven't really paid attention to anything lately outside of my own team, so that's fine. Fair, because we both have been busy. Let's be clear with that. Um, yeah, I, I look at the Rams roster that I, that's currently in front of me. Um, Havenstein's still there. Joe Noteboom is still there. Um, they traded for Kevin Dotson from Pittsburgh. Hig- oh, steal. Absolute steal. Yes, very team. good There's move. A couple, a, a couple of picks going back and forth. Higby's still this, there. That's that's this good. offense does not have as many new pieces as people think. No. What, Puka Nakua is the guy that took out of the draft. He, he had a touchdown in the first week of the preseason. I was in so five. You love Kyron Williams. You've been very vocal about that. Cam Akers is still there. Cam Akers is carrying the load this year. Yeah, Cam, the, Cam Akers is going to be the guy. Kyron Williams will still get some carries, but I think Cam Akers, for the most part, is going to be the guy. Tutu's still there. Tutu Atwell's still there. Van Jefferson's still there. Demarcus Robinson they brought in. Skoranek's still there. And Cup is coming off a, ham, a season of hamstring injuries. Cup may or may not play week one. It's up in the air. He's not playing week one, I saw. He is more up in the air than Stafford, I think. He's not playing week one, I saw that. Neither is Jamal. That I know. You saw that Cup wasn't playing week Cup's one. Cup's not playing week one. Yeah. Where do they ever say that? I saw it. I saw it on Twitter. You saw I could be wrong. I could be horribly wrong. No official source or no news guy like rap or whoever. No one ever said Cup was out week one. 
Give me a second. You said he was questionable. I could be wrong. That might be too. That might be a fine for me. I think you're getting fined. Uh, I am fined. Okay, that's fine. You've been fine. They, All right, they, cool. He could still miss week one, but he, they never. Rule yeah, him. they never roll him out. But um, this team, I think like, there's there's it's definitely getting way younger. I was just reading yeah, they're gonna get like, younger. They have like I think either the third or second most youngest average age of any team in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's names familiar that have been in the system for some time. Yeah, Donald's Aaron Donald's still there. Cup is still no, there. Van Jefferson's still there. About, yeah, so yeah, Van Jefferson's more one. I think we're going to get a breakout year out of Van Jefferson. Yeah. Tutu Atwell is also primed for a good year. I think Tutu could be sneaky, yeah. Tutu is like the solid wide receiver three on this Yes, team. he's a he good slot. is like... He's never really gotten the opportunity to show it just because no. the wide receiver room has been so stacked. Yes. But now that the Rams are in the situation that they're in, I think this is finally, we're finally going to get what we wanted out of 2 2 Outwell, which mm-hmm. honestly overdue because he was a second round pick yeah. when O line was a big necessity for us. And if Brian Allen didn't have a career resurgence the way he did, I think the Rams would have definitely regretted that pick a little bit more. But now I think. Tutu Outwell is going to be the guy for them for some time. Yep. Or a guy for them for some time. Probably, so, yeah. Is there. I Where, like what I see out of Puka Nakua. He's a great pick. He's mm-hmm. a great, he was he was great depth in the draft, and I think fans you know agree with that. He only needed one game in the preseason to show what he was made of, and yeah. he had a touchdown. The, the optimism is there for Rams country, though. The, the optimism is there. The tight end depth. Is good. I think it's all. It's, it's also there. I think. I think the tight end depth is the best that they've had in a while. Because for a long time, I mm-hmm. kind of said it's just Tyler Higby and everybody else. Yeah. Bryson Hopkins is still around. Yeah. Hunter Long is there, and I loved what I saw to Davis Allen in the preseason. He, or I think week two, especially that performance he put up in week two, he earned that spot mm-hmm. on the roster. So I like that we're going to go with the four tight ends. Mm-hmm. What good. I don't like is that Tyler Johnson is on the. So I'm not saying Demarcus Robinson is bad. I think he showed up pretty good from the sample size. Tyler Johnson was he from Texas? He's, he's like six five, right? He looked good though with Stetson Bennett. I think that was a really good comment. Give me a second. I got for now. Tyler Johnson. I know that name. He played for the um, the Buccaneers. Give me. Fr- oh, that Tyler Johnson. Okay. Are you thinking hockey, Tyler Johnson? No, I was thinking like I was thinking of a, U- a University of Texas wide receiver who's like six six. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, no, I think Tyler Johnson will at some point sooner or later find his way onto the fifty three man squad. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, offensively, not too much has changed. Just you don't have some of the guys that you've had yeah. more Odell Beckham Jr. But I mean. I, th- I, th- I still think this offense is going to be solid. They'll be fine. They'll be tough under, to beat. They're under a healthy Matthew Stafford. I think this yeah. is a really good offense. And then Van Jefferson, I think, is a breakout candidate. I think he's going to have the best year of his career. Stafford doesn't Stafford doesn't injure his neck week one. Different story. Pretty much. I yeah, mean, different story. Nor- I think Stafford just dealing with the concussions was the big part. Because like, normally what I always say about Matthew Stafford is if the body part is still attached, he will play through it. That man is a tough son of a bitch. He is. He really is. But like with the concussion stuff, I think that obviously they were smart to take caution in that. So it's there. I'm very curious to hear the last team we're going to talk about 
I'm very curious to hear what you think of the Seahawks. Okay. I need I need to talk defensively still though with the Rams. Okay. Yeah, go 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 with the Rams. I don't so from the outside looking in, I think it's fair to say yes, Aaron Donald and everybody else. But there's pieces here on this defense. I think the Rams getting John Johnson back. Yeah. Massive, massive, massive yes. W. That is gonna help them so much in that Teaming team. him with Fuller is gonna help too. Teaming him with Jordan Fuller, he's with Akilah Witherspoon, too. Former Seahawk, by the way. Former, former 49er, so he's been in division. He knows the division. Yeah, he, he knows the division play. well. He didn't play that long for the Steelers, but when he did play for them, he looked great. He was good. Yeah, and pretty I, good. I think that's a, that's a good veteran pickup because I think the Rams want Jacoby Durant to be the guy mm-hmm. in terms of like their cornerback room and giving them some veteran guys like John Johnson, like mm-hmm. Akilah Witherspoon to build under is, is it's the right pick. Looking at rookies, um, Trey Tomlinson, oh my God, this guy's going to go off. This guy's absolutely going to go off. Um, there, You can talk about this, the, the way he was ejected from that preseason game a little bit, sure. I don't think the ejection was warranted because it wasn't necessarily a malicious tackle. Like, yes, he, no. grabbed, him. he grabbed the guy by the face mask and like pulled him to the ground probably a little bit harder than he should have. He was trying to save a touchdown. He wasn't trying to rip his head off. He was literally just making that tackle because he had to make a tackle. And uh, I think that that is kind of like what it's kind of what the um, the Rams need a little bit more toughness in that secondary. And I think Trey Tomlinson is going to provide that. Um, and I think, you know, there's guys in there too, like we mentioned Jordan Fuller. Quinton Lake's been in the system for a little bit. I think he's going to be good depth. Russ Yeast is going to be good. Um, Ernest Jones at linebacker. Yeah, he's he's going to be solid. He's I think that he's wearing the green dot for the defense this year. I think he's um, he's capable of performing even better. He's been around for a while, playing pretty well. Um, been around for a little bit. The only, I think, the only real concern I have defensively is the pass rush. The Rams need an edge rusher, and yeah. funny enough, former Rams edge rusher Terrell Lewis just got released. By who? Uh, I think the Bears. I want to say really, or whatever team he was on before. I don't even know, but he got released. He's a free agent. The Rams should look into a reunion. Yeah. Um, yeah, this pass rush, it's not like this. There's some name, like Michael Hoyt is a good guy. Zach Van Valkenburg at outside linebacker. I think he played pretty well in the preseason. So did Byron Young. Um, but otherwise, it is pretty much Aaron Donald and everybody else. And the thing the thing is about Aaron Donald is he is still so capable of wrecking games that so many te- teams are going to want to double team him, triple team him. They're going to want to send all those those guys yeah. to defend him, and that's good for the rest of the Rams' pass rush. Yeah, because that's really, you that. you're going to you're some guy. Some of these guys like Ernest Brown, Jonah Williams, Larry Mortrison, Deshaun Johnson, maybe Zach Van Valkenburg even. Yeah, they're they're these guys are going to get one on one, and those reps are going to be big for them because they can show if we, if you can get by a guy one-on-one and you can get some sacks, or you can get some pressures on the QB. It's possible. Very possible. I just don't know. Yep. I really don't know. Hard we'll to say. To wait and see. We will certainly have to wait and see. Uh, kicking wise, Brett Mar. I think Brett Mar was the right pickup. Yeah. Cause who else, who else was there? Um, 
they weren't going to get what's his name for the type of money that, that Robbie Gold was a free agent. They're not that Robbie Gold wants money. They're, the Rams aren't going to be able to pay him yet. Um, no offense to Tanner Brown, but I think Tanner Brown needs to figure it out a little bit more. He was missing from like 39, 40. He his kickoffs were fine. I didn't like I didn't hate his kickoff ability, but his. um yeah, when you're missing short range field goals, mid range field goals, the ones that you need to be making, yeah, and you're missing them on a consistent basis, like that miss in the Denver game, it was like the only chance the Rams ever really had at getting points on the board, and he missed. Um, Brett Maher, I know he has had some uh, inconsistencies, inconsistencies of late yeah. as well, but you look at the Rams kickers that they've had recently. Like Matt Gay wasn't a great kicker before he went to the Rams, and he played outstanding when he was here. Yeah. Greg Zerline, when he was on the Rams recently, Legatron Legatron. And then he left and he hasn't been himself ever since. Nope. His best days went behind him pretty much right after he left. Um, so I think Brent Maher is going to figure it out. I honestly think he'll be fine. Ethan Evans is a good punter. Mm-hmm. He needs a little more hang time, but I think his punt like length, his distances with his punting are really, really good. I think he's got what it takes to, Maybe not be the next Johnny Hecker, but he'll he'll fill the hole. He'll do good. Um, mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I think the the LA Rams. I have them as my seventh seed in the NFC. You are that confident? I think they they are capable of squeaking in. Okay. Will I be surprised if they miss the playoffs? No. They, they that that's what I think makes the Rams as interesting as they are, like even more interesting now than when they were coming off of def- that defending Super Bowl title. There's just no expectations. We don't know how they're going to do. Nope. Nope. They, they, I don't. I think the only thing we can say for almost certain is they're not going to be as bad as they were last year. Oh dear God, so no! They were hampered by injuries this year. As long as they stay healthy, there's an outside chance, and that's why they, I have them as my seventh seed. All right. You, hurts. you mentioned very earlier how I'm well, I'm very curious to hear what you have to say about the, a team in the Pacific Northwest, uh, a team that a lot of people, including yourself, thought they were going to be dog shit like the, the, the fifth pick, which was owned by Denver. You thought that was going to be Seattle's pick. Technically, it still was, but, you know, you know what I mean. Seattle finished last season with a 9-win record. Granted, with limited expectations, but they still had some optimism in there. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on the Seahawks first before I, I spew my bullshit. I don't know if the Seahawks are going to be dog shit anymore, but I don't trust the 49ers. The Cardinals suck, and the C- the this the Rams like they're a mystery right now. Like mm-hmm. I just launched into a random about them, so I don't really need to explain it that much. Yeah, and for those reasons, I have the Seattle Seahawks winning that division, and they're going to be the four seed. Okay. Um, I'm not going to write off DK Metcalf ever. Geno Smith looks like he's solid for now. I don't know if he's the long-term answer, but he, I think he's going to be solid enough for them this year. Yeah. Uh, people need to stop sleeping on Tyler Lockett for crying out loud. Thank you. 
No one talks about him enough. Fuck, he, please. When he was with Russell Wilson, he literally did not drop a thing. He, he, he caught targeted, everything. When he was targeted in like the red zone or the end zone every time, he, he never dropped it. Literally, statistically, you can look it up. He never dropped it. Um, let me look at the Seahawks depth chart. So, I have it. I have it, too. You. So, yeah, of course I do. Who is that wide receiver? Jake Bobo? Jake Bobo, who's six ass in the preseason, he made the roster. Holy shit. <laughs> Dude is 6'4 and moves like Wes Welker. <laughs> I mean, jeez, he impressed me. He looks really good. So their receiving de- their receiving depth is not not particularly great outside of, you know, the, the trio that's there. Metcalf, Lockett, and Jackson Smith and Jigba. I am so excited. JSN. I am so excited for him. Flying into the hype on that. Oh my god. Good. They have Bobo who's their very, who's you know their fourth receiver right now. You know, Derek Young is, you know, a seventh rounder from last year. He he can play. He's a big he's a big body receiver. Uh Cody Thompson's there for now, but if you know when Eskridge comes back from his suspension, he's gonna be, you know, He's going to be number five or six, depending on how you view him. Uh, offensive line is good. Good. For the first time in forever, they're good. Like, that's a good O-line. Cross and Lucas are the two solid, solid tackles. Young tackles. Uh, Damian Lewis has been there for forever. Evan Brown, who they signed from Detroit... I looked into him a little bit, and he is a powerful human being. Like, mm-hmm. a very strong human being. Phil Haynes is there, too. They have two rookies, one at guard who they took from LSU, Anthony Bradford in the fourth round, and Olu Olobotimi. I did not know was the Remington Award winner. I think he was. From Michigan. They got him for the fifth round. So, yeah, he was the Remington. He he won the Remington Award and the Outland Trophy in twenty twenty two. Yeah, he was the best center in college football last year, two years ago. Um, their free agency was not particularly flashy outside of Draymond Jones and Julian Love. Like, that's pretty much it. Um, again, but their biggest need by far was their defensive line. They could not stop the run to save their life. Could not stop the run to save no, their life. They could not. They could not. But they got to the quarterback. They were fourth in the league in sacks, which is weird. Very, very weirdly ran Seahawk team. Um, they have a deepest shit secondary for the first time since the Legion of Boom era. Like, since the turn of the, the Legion of Boom era. They have a deep secondary where you can... Realistically, say you can get all six guys on the field. You know, Devin Witherspoon is starting at nickel right now. I just want to say right now that I cannot stand Quandre Diggs. Screw him. He's good, but screw him. He's good. Yeah, he's annoying. He's a bit annoying. Seemingly every time he plays against the Rams, he gets a pick. It doesn't matter who our QB is. I was going to say on Twitter, it's kind of annoying, but all right. It's it's a pain in the ass. All right. But uh, there's also Julian Love, who's a sneaky good move from the Giants. 
Um, Devin Bush they got from Pittsburgh, which was, I guess, good. Um, they also brought back Jaron Reed for a second stint with the team. Uh, he's currently their nose tackle, which I guess works. And then Mario Edwards Jr. they got from the Titans, who's been around for like forever, it seems like. Do you remember when Mario Edwards was on the Raiders for a while? I think so. He he won a national title with Florida State, for those who don't remember, on that team and with Jameis Winston. He was on that team. Um, the one thing I am by far very excited about going into the year is the depth at running back. So, going back to when Thomas Rawls was there, um, one of my many critiques of Pete Carroll was how he constantly relies on one guy. He did it with Marshawn, obviously. He did it with Thomas Rawls. Most recently with Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. And ran those two into the ground. Carson had to retire from a neck injury. Now, he has Kenneth Walker, who led, the, who led all rookies in rushing. I think he was like second in rookies in rushing. Um... They drafted Zach Charbonnet from UCLA in the second round. And he has, you know, do you remember Shane Vereen from the Patriots? I think so. He has very Shane Vereen written all over him. And they got from Georgia in the seventh round, Kenny McIntosh, who looks like a runaway train in camp. Um, So that's good. My... Overall concern is the defense, but if what if what I'm hearing about the defense is true, they're going to be significantly better. I would hope because you're bringing you're bringing back up you're bringing in new pieces not only from the draft that was their big thing they they put a significant chunk of assets in the draft on defense. Derek Reed, sixth round pick. Derek Hall, second rounder. Devin Witherspoon, fifth overall. Mike Morrison, Cam Young, defensive line, fourth and fifth rounders. You know, that that's that's a lot of assets going on defense. Darrell Taylor had like ten sacks last year. Nawosu had ten sacks. They brought back Bobby Wagner. Screw and you. well, my I'm buying into the hype for two reasons one like this is where Pete loves to work which is really not a lot of people are giving them a shot to to do what they did last year not a lot but a good chunk of people are um and you I don't know if you've seen clips of training camp over in Seattle but just to list the name of the players that have come back from Exile since Russell has been traded. Cliff Averill, Michael Bennett, Sherman, Cam Chancellor, you know, Doug Baldwin of all people. You know, a bunch of those guys from that Super Bowl team are coming back to like teach the kids about the Seahawks culture. Are you are you really like saying okay, you're just saying like are they just like visiting the team or you mean like they're coaching? Playing? They are they're actually coaching. coaching the kids. Okay. They're coaching I, the kids. I was going to say, we're not getting a legion of boom. Reunion or no, God, no, God, no. All of them are retired, but like Jesus Christ, that'd be awesome. But, but still, miniature. still, but 
they're all they're all coming in to like coach the kids, and which is good because you need that. Um, if you're banking on Gino doing what he did last year again this year, um, then sure the offense will be fine. The offense is going to be better regardless, just for the sheer impact of the running back depth, the offensive line getting better, and. Jackson Smith and Jigba being the third best receiver on this team. Like, what the hell? Like, that's that's a great pick. He was the best receiver in that draft, and they got him in the and they got him. So that's good. Um as I said, my my big concern is the run defense. Like they fix the run defense, they'll be they'll be fine. How about you, my friend? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. That was kind of the thing that, like, ruined the Seahawks last year. And once they kind of fixed that whole situation, I think, you know, my overall view on the Seahawks is, like, this defense, they're also, like, kind of, like, video game boss type, like I mentioned with a couple other teams. Um, I mean, like, this is, this is a team that I just think is, like, they have it a little bit more figured out than I think the other teams in the NFC West do. And that's why I have them winning that division. Thank you. I'm not sure they get out of the playoffs too great. I don't know. I could be wrong, but they are my four seed. Um, full disclosure, I'm going Eagles one, Lions two, Saints three, Seahawks four, Niners five, Vikings six, Rams seven. Um, all right. I, I I can respect that. I can. Um, I think they'll be a little bit better than the four seed because the NFC is just is wide open. It is very tough. It's, heavy, it's wide open. It is. It's wide open aside from like the Eagles. Like the well, Eagles even then, the it's wide open. Even if you put the Eagles in that equation, it's still wide open. Yeah, the rest of it is still wide open, but it's just, it literally is quite just a matter of like our who is going to take down Philly. Yeah, their schedule favors them though. the The Seahawks' schedule favors them pretty well. For see, that's the good thing when your team finishes like crap. You get you get a good schedule. Well, they have a good schedule for the most part. Although they really the do. Schedule is very great. Well, the Rams' schedule is pretty good, so that the, their schedule is pretty good too, but. Seattle's schedule is filled with not particularly, you know, scary-looking teams. I mean, they have to play the AFC North, which is they, – they get, the, they get the, the Bengals and the Ravens out early, which is good because then, sure. then it's Tennessee. Well, actually, they get Cincinnati in Week 6, Cleveland Week 8. Did you see, by the way, the Seahawks are bringing back the retro jerseys? I did. Oh, those are beautiful. That's a fat dub. Oh, those are beautiful. Stuff, but that's a that's a fat dub. Those are beautiful. Those are beautiful. <laughs> those are beautiful. <laughs> you ever ever since the NFL, that was one of the best ideas I've ever had. Was like getting rid of that rule where you have to have the same exact helmet shell all season. You can only have the one. Can we can we have a can we have a discussion here? So, do you okay. know how the NHL does their reverse retro jerseys? Or at least they used to, yeah. Well, football's, football has to do that now. They have football to. Football has to do reverse retros. Wow. Football has to do a reverse retro week for every team. 
That'd be fucking awesome. I'm thinking about it. Now. That'd be awesome. You know, what? you know what's funny? While we were on this show, while we were recording this, I read, I got a ping on Discord. Yeah. That said that uh, mod support for Madden 24 is now available. Ooh. So I, I got ideas. Ooh. I got ideas. Ooh. Jack with ideas. We like I those. Just, I just recently figured out when it came to Madden 23. So with 24, I mean... That'd be fucking awesome, though, if they did reverse retros. That'd be cool. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah. I'm very excited. I, I, because I, the Rams white jerseys from the 60s eras, those are beautiful. I like those. The, when, when, it was, when, the, when it was just a blue and white, that was weird. When the Rams first came back to L.A., those like clean, those white jerseys were cool. I love those St. Louis jerseys. No, the, the white jer- the, the white jerseys with the white helmet. Oh, you mean like the white with like the yellow sleeves and no, like with the, the white horns? No, with the white horns. Those were cool. Those were effing cool. I don't remember those. Uh, give me a second. I'll find them. I don't remember. I remember they were just blue and white for some time. It was blue and white with the white helmet. Yeah, I didn't love that. I love those. Those were cool because that brought back to the fearsome foursome days with the. With uh, with those with those days of the Rams, I honestly think that peak Rams was like the whole, like the, like the just the like the royal blue and the greatest show on turf for the greatest show on turf. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, those were those were like those were cute. Those were cool. Oh, too. The new look has grown on me though. What they were now? Yeah, I like those. I like those too. I think it used to be a little bit weird, but they've made a couple like they made the white jersey the primary away jersey. And Which is cool. We like that. Cool. We like that. They, they basically fix their mistakes with the bone jersey. Also, the blue, the all blue combo with like the blue jerseys and blue pants, totally underrated. People hate it for no reason. I think it looks great. Do you have your Super Bowl pick, my friend? Who do you I think? Who is it? The Cincinnati Bengals will defeat the Philadelphia Eagles to win Super Bowl Fifty Eight in Las Vegas. Crap. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. How it's their year in Cincy. How do I? Oh boy, how would I word this? I have full blown confidence in my team. Don't don't do this again. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I was gonna say, don't I'm not dare. doing it. I'm don't not doing it. Dare put the Seahawks in the Super Bowl? I'm not doing it. I'm not doing. I have the Jets making it though. You the Jets in the Super Bowl. I have the Jets in the Super Bowl. Oh my dude. Go 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 talk to the U Stadium. I have the Jets making the Super Bowl and beating San Francisco. Oh dude. <laughs> that's that's that it's would be awesome. cool. That would be cool, though. No, it would not be cool. No, it'd be great because we get to laugh at the Niners. Yes, <laughs> we would get to laugh at the Niners, but I don't want them making another fucking Super Bowl. Okay, fine. Do you want me to make it better for you? Do you want me to make it better? No, it's your prediction. I can't control your prediction. Jets, Eagles, fine. Let's have some fun. I can't control your prediction. If your prediction is the Niners, I, I hate it, but that is I I think Jets, Eagles is more of a possibility, and I, I would want... I want the Jets to win a Super Bowl for, you know, not only for mom, but like a bunch of people that I know that are just diehard Jet fans. Do you want, just, do you want to hear my uh, predictions for like the player awards too? Because I have those right now. Joe Burrow league MVP. Yes. All right. Joe Burrow's MVP. 
Offensive player of the year, Justin Jefferson. That's obvious. Defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald. Well, that's there. Four-time defensive player of the year? Four-time defensive player of the year. Can we, can we, hold on, can we talk about this for a second here before we, before we close, before yeah, we Aaron finish Donald's it up? that good? So, not just that, but can we just redo the whole NFL MVP system, please? Because, yeah, I think we should. Like, for, for God's sakes, because. Like, I, the only reason I, I haven't listed Aaron Donald as MVP a, f- a handful of times is because it always, always, always goes to a QB. Every time. Except for one year in 2012 where Adrian Peterson won it. Deservedly so. Sure. But, because, you know, coming off an ACL surgery in 2,000 yards, second highest rushing total in the history of the NFL. But yeah, I mean, like, what the hell? Like the second Aaron, the second Aaron Rodgers won his second MVP in 2014. I was like, I lost all interest here because we could both agree here. Had the Texans made the playoffs that year, JJ wins MVP without discussion. Mm. Mm. Yes, Maybe. yes. No, no. Don't do this to me. I'm not gonna. I, Don't do this to me. It's it. Do I have to pull up stats of J.J. Watt in 2014? In 2014? Uh, where he caught, where he had five touchdowns? J.J. Watt had five touchdowns in 2014. J.J. Watt caught three touchdowns as a tight end. That would be and two And two defensive touchdowns plus 20 and a half sacks. All right, then. Please hold. J.J. Watt. Excellent. 2014 stats. So, J.J. Watt, in 2014, played 16 games, had one interception, for a touch, had a pick six, funny enough, <laughs> uh, four forced fumbles, five fumble recoveries, uh, one fumble recovery for a touchdown, uh, 70, com- 78 combined tackles, 59 solo, 29 tackles for loss, which is the second highest in his career, only to 2012 with 39. Uh, 20 and a half sacks, as we know. Uh, And then on offense, he caught three passes, all for touchdowns. (laughs) From Ryan Fitzpatrick, by the way. JJ was winning MVP that year. And do not lie, Aaron Donald would have won MVP one of those years, too. Absolutely, he would have. Yeah, if like that's how the system works, then yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. If we're go if we're redoing the whole MVP system, the whole system. How many players can you name that would have won MVP over quarterbacks? Outside of maybe two guys being a good question. Lamar and Brady in 2010 and 2019, where they were both unanimous. Well, who? I don't know. Julio Jones, 2016. Because that man caught everything for yeah, Matt Ryan. I'm good. Yeah. 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 Um, let me get to the uh, rest of my awards. Yeah, so go I'm get sure the rest of the awards. Go uh, get the rest of the awards. A few left. Yeah. I think the Texans are going to repeat what the Jets did when they had the when the Jets had the same. They were like, 
I think they were the first team ever to have like two, both the offensive and defensive rookie of the year. I think CJ Stroud and Will Anderson Jr. win. Okay. Those two awards. Andy okay. Reid for coach of the year. Of course. I, I, think, it, I think it's feasible. Andy Reid's going to win. And there's other candidates that are strong, but I think Andy Reid's going to take it mm-hmm. because of Chiefs' recency bias and like if they have mm-hmm. a killer regular season, mm-hmm. fine. But we'll see. And then obviously, um, I don't think we need to have it. Any kind of debate on comeback player of the year. Demar, Demar Hamlin. Once, as soon as he steps onto the field, he's won that award. Oh yeah. The, I'm going to play you a song, but the NFL loves to play every time they talk about the Chiefs. I mean, I'm not wrong. I don't think you're wrong. No. I'm not uh, wrong. Probably why I think Andy Reid's going to win this. Win, uh, Jesus win. Christ. They, they, the NFL sucks the Chiefs harder than a two-hour whore on a garden hose. I feel the same way about the NHL and the Golden Knights. I'm going to be real. Well, that's really the, yeah, that's yeah, it's that fine. It's its own discussion. Though. Fine, fine, fine. I I agree with you, Demar, for for comeback player of the year. Um, for coach of the year, who the fuck do I have? I'm tossed up between Pete and Robert Sala. Truthfully, um, MVP. A bit of that as your Seahawks bias talking. No, Robert. Robert. Actually, he is a former Seahawk coach, so fine, whatever. <laughs> he was a defensive assistant. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but um, offensive rookie of the year. Fine, my Seahawk bias. Is sh- my Seahawk brotherly love is showing. Jackson Smith and Jigba. And then defensive rookie of the year is Will Anderson. I think we both agree on that. Even though you just said it five minutes yeah, ago. The, the, the Texans getting the O'Roy and D-Roy one year after the Jets. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah that's yeah. what's going to happen. However, what could happen is that Bryce Young is going to win offensive rookie of the year because the NFL just loves to suck on Alabama quarterbacks. I don't, I don't, as much as I like Bryce Young, I do not see the hype in him. I don't. You want a Heisman? Good for him. Good for him. Indeed. I just, I, like, what does he have? Like, it seems to me that since Russell Wilson, the league is going with Short mobile quarterbacks with great arms. I think that's just kind of the direction that the teams are taking it, though, because like Kyler people, Murray was is five seven. People who are mobile are just like they 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 they're like you don't you don't want a quarterback who's going to be a statue in the pocket. You want a guy who's able to improvise and like make a good play if he can't make all his reads. Like if he doesn't make all the right reads in time, and then he's like all of a sudden he like doesn't have enough time to read. Make the reads, and then he has to like scramble a little bit. Which is fine. Quarterback that Which can is make fine. Something out of nothing, and then the smaller guys are just faster at that. So Which is fine. That's why that's it's trending in that direction, and that's just that's just the game, the evolution of the game. Honestly, that's Joe Burrow for MVP. I agree with you on that. I agree. Offensive Player of the Year, <sighs> Jamar Chase. I I respect that. Defensive Player of the Year. God, this is hard. 
Your answer is not Aaron Donald. You're wrong. I mean, he's he's going to show up and he's going to kick ass. He's gonna he's gonna prove a lot of doubters wrong in my. Opinion. No, I, I'm not gonna argue with that. I'm not gonna argue with that. I just I love Lawrence Taylor, man. <laughs> I love LT. LT's my boy. <laughs> oh my! God. Aaron Donald would eclipse Reggie White as the greatest defensive lineman ever if he gets a fourth defensive player of the year award. I think he already is. Fine. How many sacks does he have? By the way, I completely forget. Uh, it's got to be like one fifty. I think it's like one fifty. Hundred and three. What? That's low. There's no way. Aaron Donald's 103 sacks? 103 sacks. No, that can't. I, I don't believe that. Career sacks. 103. He's played nine seasons, 103 sacks. That's, un- that's, that's no. unheard of. That's absurd. That's absurd. No other. What other player is getting that? One question, Aaron Donald. Will Aaron Donald be a Hall of Famer? I don't fucking know. Is the sky blue? Why is that ever a question? I think it's a valid question. I've seen him up on Rams Twitter before. Is whether <laughs> Cooper Cup is going to be a Hall of Famer. Cooper Cup, by the way, from Yakima, Washington. <laughs> um, he, because uh, he's the injuries have been there. Like, he missed playing in a Super Bowl because of an injury, and now he's dealing with another hamstring problem. So... Yeah, sure. Let's I, go with that. I hope that, that, that that's not, you know, what the case is, because, like, when he is on, he is, like, unbelievable. So, Hey, Jack, do you want to know how long we've been doing this show for? Two hours, 45 minutes. Two hours and 43 minutes. <laughs> we were on for two longer, longer than two minutes longer than you've been. Yeah, true. Really our longest episode today. This is the lo- I think this is the longest that we've ever that, that that time DBS has ever done. I believe. I could be hardly wrong, but there are some BS sessions episodes I've gotten for two and a half hours. Well, Deservedly we so. To, we had to cover every NFL team. We did. Jesus Christ! Yeah, we did. Mike, this is what you missed out, bud. <laughs> You could, he, he could have saved my throat. He could have absolutely spared my throat. I'm going to, like, take a huge, huge drink of something after this. Oh, boy. But yeah. I wonder what Donut's up to. I hope she didn't shit over my bed. Oh, my God. Imagine if you open the door and she's just made, like, the biggest mess. <laughs> she, it's like, it's like Han Solo being frozen for carbonate. She's, she's like, where am I? You have hibernation sickness. I can't see. (laughs) Oh, boy, that's great. (laughs) Do you know, oh, did I ever tell you the correct way to watch Star Wars? What's the correct way to watch Star Wars? So it goes Rogue One, A New Hope. uh, Give me a second here. You don't go in chronological order? No, so hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. Rogue One is seven movies. So Rogue One, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, one, two, three, and then Return of the Jedi. Hear me out. Hear me out. Rogue One starts off how the Death Star plans are obtained. 
Yes. And then at the end of Rogue One, it it's the Rebel cruiser flying off in the distance and the the Star Destroyer, the Imperial Star Destroyer, flies over them, which begins A New Hope. And then, you know, A New Hope does this thing and the Empire strikes back, Luke, I'm your father. And, and then we get the origins of Darth Vader with one, two, three. Makes with, sense. With Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. And then after Revenge of the Sith, we are all caught up, and then we get to watch Return of the Jedi. And now everything unfolds. Bam! I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Of course, we're leaving out four key movies that... By by the way, I appreciate how you said seven movies, and you just completely left out the sequel trilogy. But we don't need to watch those... We don't need to watch the sequel trilogy, including Solo. I will watch them, but I just I in this in in my personal record book, I refuse to acknowledge their existence in this particular timeline. I will go. watch them. I don't care. I will watch Force Awakens. I love that movie. I love the Force Awakens, but I will not watch you know Disney filmed Star Wars movies, with the exception of Rogue One. That's it. Rogue One is good. Rogue One was good. It's growing on me. It's growing on me. I've watched it a couple times. It's pretty good. It's grown on me. It really has. Damn, what the fuck else would I have to do? Did I ever tell you? Um, so, so funny story before we uh, we sign off. So, did I ever tell you the story of how I got my two Xboxes and my PS2? No. I feel like you would love this. So, me and John were recording a podcast like two years ago or some shit. And we're bullshitting around about old games. Of how, like, how we grew up with, like, the old games, like the PS2, the original Xbox, the GameCube, blah, 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 blah. Out of left field, this man says, you know, I have a PS2 just sitting in my car, right? Like, what? 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 So, yeah, hear me out. So, we go to his car, opens the trunk, hands me this box. Okay? PlayStation 2 is very much a box. No, a literal box. Not okay. the PS2. A okay. box. Like a cardboard box. Yeah, I got you, I got you, I got you. And inside contains like 20 games, PS2, 20 PS2 games, including both Matrix games, Enter the Matrix and Path of Neo, um, the first God of War game, Call of Duty 3, <laughs> um, and the PS2 is included in there. Everything works. Yeah. And then, you know... About a year prior, um, I I had a 360 that my parents still have, but I've been looking for an Xbox for like forever. John gives me his old Xbox One that I still have. And then sometime after the PS2, this dipshit calls me. Love you, bro. He calls me and says, bro, I'm coming back from uh, the east end of Long Island. I'm br- I have a in in its box, cords included, a Xbox Series X. Do you yeah. want it? It's right there. The Series X. It's to the camera. You see it? <laughs> Bro, got the Series X. <laughs> Do you see that thing? You can, I don't, that thing is massive. I have a Series S on my desk. You can see. You can see, you the see this right? thing. <laughs> so thing yeah, this it's dipshit <laughs> shows up with that thing. <laughs> 
Which, see, by the way, Donut loves to fall asleep on this. But of course she does. Of course she does. That's what cats do. You see the controller? On yeah. My yeah it's sitting on top of my Series S. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, yeah, I, have, I now play all of my Xbox One games with the exception of Left 4 Dead on the Series X and all the 360 games I own on the Xbox One. Which is fucking awesome. Which the Xbox One is in my bedroom. It's got both Xboxes. Well, I mean... I also still have my GameCube, which which I've had for 23 years. I have my Wii still, which I've had for a while. Oh, I also... I have the Wii right there, plus the Switch is right there, too. Good man. (laughs) You have both the Wii and Switch. Good man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Nintendo baby at heart. I really am. I don't like to. I don't like to. My, my first is the PS2, but then I got. I don't like to admit because we're in this never-ending war between PS2, between PlayStation and Xbox. But whatever. What are you gonna do? Just enjoy what you love, people. That's the thing. Enough arguing. For God's sakes, if you like it, just shut up with it. Stop having people argue with you. Oh, I like to, you know, play PS1 while having a squirrel hat on. Just do it then. Who cares? Do you enjoy the game? Fine. Good for you. Good for you. Shut the hell up. There doesn't need to be this never-ending argument or constant debate over the dumbest of reasons. Like, I'm not the one to say about, you know, my interest or whatever. I have my two favorite teams tattooed on my biceps. I'm not the one to say shit. Jack, right. we made it. Well, on that note, we made it. We made it to football. Like almost three hours. We made it to football. Thank to football. fucking God. <laughs> it took forever, but we made it to football and next month, hockey. I, I, I cannot wait to go off on hockey. So oh, oh, hockey. We're here for football. It's there. Football for now, hockey next month. Everything's exciting. Sports. Sports ball. Sports. Stream sports. Sports. Stream Spots. <whistles> Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Stan Smooth. We're coming to you from the beaches of Long Island, New York. That is Jack Mitchell of U Stadium. We thank you for joining us for this uh, three-hour-long edition of the NFL preview of the NFL preview special of Tied to BS. Good God, we're fucking tired. It is midnight. By me. I need to drink something. I'm going to drink some coffee for at midnight. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> Probably, but it is what it is. Whatever. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in. And I hope to see you all in this life or the next one. Cheers, peeps.